I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It said uh, on my window, Skype, it said that it needed a new version. And I tried to put the new version on and now it's been a prick. Weapons ones. Welcome back to Roll the Roots Podcast. Is it, is it season four, Roger, or is it still season three? Season four now, isn't it? I have no idea. I think I'm going to say four. I'm just. I don't care if it's not. Let's say season four, where we're saying this year. We're not just saying it's season four. We're saying fuck you, Riyad Mahrez. We're saying fuck you, Jamie Vardy. We're saying fuck you, Claudio Ranieri, with your dilly fucking dong. We're saying. Fuck you, Arsenal Football Club. We're saying, just all of you, fuck off. Giroud, Wilshire, all of them. Die, go, disappear. This is Royal Roots, this is Tottenham Hotspur. We're here, I don't care who anyone else has bought, I don't care. You can shove his Latin up your ass, even though I actually really like Latin. I'm really excited to see him in the Premier League. You can shove fucking Aguero up your ass because he looks like he's put on weight and he's fucking injured all the time. Pep Guardiola, bore off, mate. Fuck off. All of them. Conte, Chelsea, bore off. Spurs, I'm saying it now, right? I'm starting off the new season. I'm going to say Spurs, they're going to win the league and they're going to win the Champions League. And we might win an FA Cup as well. Um... Good summer, lads? No, not really. Why not? Because of Brexit and that, innit? Ah, oh, dude, it's not this. Just, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. No, I'm only, I'm only joking. I was fuck just you, to... the majority as well. Some, oh. of you listening, some of you listening, I know you voted for it, all right? <laughs> just know, just know, you're a cunt. I was, um, I was... Mate, that was quite Stuart Lee, that. That was, um, yeah, quite nice. Just was, um, start. Mate, he, he wishes he was mate. He wishes. I was um, I was only joking. I was just trying to pop your bubble after that unexpectedly sort of raucous opening. Oh mate, if we start going down to politics, like you know that whole. You, I, I thought I was just playing into your new field. You don't talk about football anymore, do you? you, you that's true. My new USP, yeah. But well, things I've got to keep the pros on side. That's the thing. You giving <laughs> I mean, up on Roma? Or are you just full? Mate, Sorry. how can I... Know? Fucking Chesney, Fazio and Vermaelen in one fucking summer. <laughs> what are these cunts trying to do to me? What are they trying to do to me? I still love them, though. Uh, I'd love to draw them in the Champions League. Them, PSG, Ajax. Spurs are in the Champions League, lads. Spurs are in the Champions League. I feel like we could get excited about that now. Like, I, I, it was a bit shit the end of last year, but now, Champions League. It's fun. Did you get tickets for Wembley? Or are you still sat in the queue? 
Uh, I was sat in the queue for ages, and what I'm doing now is because when I did get through, there were only seats available in the gods. But I've heard that there's apparently loads when they go on general sale. Loads have been held back, so I'm risking it. I'm doubling down, and I'm going to see if I can get. But you can't buy one of those fancy packages anymore. I think you still can. I think. But are they only available in sort of the arse end of Wembley? Bollocks! I hope not. Well, yeah, the fancy packages when I got through were only available in the gods, and I haven't been to Wembley a couple of times to watch games up there. I know people say, oh, it'll be fun when it's full of... But it's shit up there. Sorry if you've got tickets up there, guys, but in that top ring, dog shit. Fucking dog shit. You might as well stay at home and, you know, watch it in your pants and whatever. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm hoping I can get a better ticket when they get released back into kind of the the, the great unwashed, clammy, clammy grasps. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you know how this goes. It's been a long time. I've got, I've got to let a bit of this go somewhere. I've had to spend the whole summer pretending to be a normal person. You know, <laughs> so I haven't really been using Twitter. You know, I have my sort of self-imposed Twitter ban, um, which is you've gone, you've gone a bit lunatic fringe Twitter by your own admission. Yeah, I was never particularly like normal Twitter though. No, but you were kind of you were, you were the right side of the line. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But you know, I'm, I don't. Well, Look I'm at gonna, him now. I'm listen to handing exactly. out the judgment now, Jack. He's got exactly. a blue tick. That's what I was going to say. Listening to putting Twitter, you on the fringes. Twitter advice from a norm from a blue tick. Call <laughs> me later, mate. Come on. I'm, I'm a punk. I'm a Twitter punk, mate. Like. You're the establishment, Seb. That's what you are, mate. Yeah. Rage, rage, rage against me. It, Seb's going to be doing his uh, transfer ITK soon. I've, sources say that Tottenham are going to be signing Raul. Ah, uh, mate. Five things I'm I learned about, about my weekend with Borley. Yeah. Five things <laughs> I learned. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be getting to this later on in the show, anyone. That's just a little, little peek behind the curtain. Just there. No, it's not a peek behind any curtain at all misappropriated that phrase but um aren't we here to talk about football no do we have to yeah go on and let's talk about football um right from, from starting it off lads are you happy with our summer business it's not going to like hodgson and the debacle that was the euros yet but summer business Tottenham hotspur are you happy yeah, why not? I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't think any of us are particularly enamoured by like transfer culture, and I don't think anyone really thought that we were going to be spending like thirty, thirty-five million pounds on individual players. You're angry that Sun's still on the books. So. God, all summer, all summer, I've had this. <laughs> we had did tell you snipes. at the time. We did tell you at the time that you, you know, you'd gone a bit far. I don't regret any of it. Three months later, I don't regret any of it. I, 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 the thing is, people have been sniping me all summer about this, and you, but with no justification. Have you seen how good he is I, in not, the Olympics, mate? He's playing against us. Yeah, kids. mate. Do you see how good Giovanni De Santos was for Mexico? I mean, it's the same principle. He's ripping just, up in the MLS. No, but this, <laughs> 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 I, I, I just are you trying to win. You know, are you trying to win back some American listeners, there, Raj. That's, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Tactical, Raj. Right. A um, week before I go, I'm just trying to make sure. If there's that, you know, anybody from customs or law enforcement listening, <laughs> yeah, just you before, are never coming back. Yeah, before I ever get fingered <laughs> in the arse or shot, I'll uh, I'll just try and play it safe. 
I'm trying to get one last holiday in before Trump becomes president. I'm oh, never allowed dear. back again. Customs are going to love you. Mm. Love you. And especially with my dad driving around in a hire car as well. That's going to go well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing about Sonia is that I... um Tell me the last time you played well for Tottenham. Overtime. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> any of the games that aren't Newcastle. No, name... Okay, played quite well against Palace. Had a semi-good game FA Cup replay against Leicester. Well, okay. When else? All right, all right. Seb, I, 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 I take else? your point slightly, but at the same time, would you not concede you're slightly, just slightly at risk of falling into that kind of camp of we don't like Lamella, he's shit? Well, I, I wouldn't I, say this slightly. has been levelled against me. I say he's wading through the mud of Lamella, who isn't very good. But to this, his this waist, is. This, isn't it? This is the other thing that gets leveled to me. The, the difference between Lamella and Son is that even when Lamella's performances weren't there, his commitment was pretty much absolute. And my grievance with Son is not over his ability. It's just that he just, for £20 million, pounds, we, we are he not Chelsea, we're not Man City. Well, we're not, we're not Chelsea, we're not Man City. We can't afford to be spending £20 million quid on, on players that, you know, have all the ability in the world, but don't necessarily see the 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 necessity of uh, of applying it. And the the frustration is, if if he was a less talented player, it wouldn't bother me one little bit. Fine, good fringe player, but he is very very talented, and we don't see anything from him. He had a a nice game in September, uh, scored an excellent goal against um, Leicester, nice winner against Watford, and then nothing else. And you just think. I want more. You've got to be. You've got to be willing to hold players to a higher standard. Um, that's not you, as in you two, but just generally, you, you kind of better not be, mate. Or I'm, I'm coming round. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> are you, are you getting out, in your man. motor? Yeah. Getting in your motor, yeah. going around. Yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah. That, that's that's my groom for Son. I, I desperately want to be proved wrong. People people have been saying this to me again. That you know, how, how are you going to feel? You know, if he suddenly shows form, well, if that involves Tottenham winning games, I'll be absolutely delighted. But I just he he makes me feel uneasy because it is it feels a little bit DeSantis like, although he is a more talented player. But it's just he's happy to be here, seems to enjoy being at Spurs. But I don't see the same kind of intensity in him that I do in our other players. It's that intensity that's made us a better side, um, and so he frustrates me. And I, I don't I don't think that's anyone reasonable. There, off my chest. All right, mate. All right. Um, oh, you not me six bit there. So I was hoping you'd be at least like, yeah, I was a bit emotional and. No, so, oh, I was uh, a bit emotional. I, yeah. I, 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 I regret telling Ryan Mason to fuck off. Uh, I'll give you that. But the son criticism stands until he proves, until he proves that, uh, until he shows us something different. It's, it's, it's fair. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I don't want to get called out by sort of people that you know. Like, I don't know mate, for, that you've it, committed to it now. All right, that's it. You can't, I'm happy with you that. I, I want to be wrong. Right. Desperately want to be wrong because he could be brilliant, but he's not. Right. The uh, there's emerging news right now that Juventus are lining up a bid for Bentaleb now that they've lost Pogba. Seems like it'd be uh, exactly the sort of move you can imagine Bentaleb making and actually making a success of, really. It's essentially uh, what they did with Pogba in the first place. Yeah, I mean, are you are you sad kind of the way it's all ended up with Bentaleb? Yeah, um, definitely in terms of a, a talent perspective, but there's clearly something there that um, 
the club haven't liked about him. There's there was all that talk um, about sort of his entourage and um, the people he had around him advising him when it came to um, the contract renewal stage. And we've seen with how Tottenham have changed their approach to contract renewals. They're essentially doing it on a six month cycle, where if you play well for half a season or even less in some people's cases, then they'll bump your five-year, six-year contract back up and give you an extra 10, 20 grand a week as as you know, as an incentive to to do well again and earn yourself another contract in another half a year. But apparently, you know, Bentaleb wanted a little bit more than that at an earlier stage, which is, is somewhat understandable given how he was parachuted into a failing team and was the only functional part of it for, you know, his introduction to the first team. But... Um, I mean, his impact was incredible, wasn't it? That 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 breakthrough season for him, he was he was fucking phenomenal for Spurs. Yeah, even the year the year after he did he did well in patches. It was just sort of, um, you know, um, it seems to be non footballing reasons. I think um, because even in the 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 preseason game he played, he did a he, he put in a wonderful assist for for one of the goals. So there's there's clearly no issues with his ability. It's just you need to be committed for Pochettino and sort of buy into what he is doing wholeheartedly and it doesn't appear that Ben has ticked the boxes he wants him to. And if we're being quite honest about it, he's he's got more talent in his wrong foot than either Ryan Mason or Tom Carroll. But both of those are, are happier to do a job and, and be more functional than he is and for, for less money and, and earn their contract. So um, it's it's sort of, it's the bad apple in a barrel syndrome, isn't it? It's that they'll get rid of him and, you know, we may regret it in terms of a, a talent perspective because he, he has every tool to be absolutely fantastic. But at the same time, if the squad is better off without him as part of it, in in like a chemistry sense in the in the non you know in the intangibles um so to speak um then then so be it but it's it'll always be disappointing but it'll be it'll be understanding it'll be for the right reasons you you hope shame um Vincent Janssen Harry Kane finally has some backup apparently is there something ridiculous that we had to sub Kane 19 times or something last season was it? And didn't have any like for like replacements for him. So in that in that respect it does seem very good. And it also in a, in a in an abstract respect from that, he just looks like quite a good player. He looks he looks a lot like Harry Kane from the from the footage I've seen on YouTube and from how I've seen him perform in pre season. He looks like very much a striker built in the mould of Harry Kane. Um I mean, He's got an in- absolutely fantastic backside. Yeah. Not on, in terms of like a in in like a sporting sense, he, the the way he used his bottom as a barrier between the ball and defenders, um, this preseason was something to behold. Um, and he he's built like a little ox. He's um, he doesn't come across that way in pictures, but when you see him on the pitch, he's got no, he's big boy. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot about him, which I quite like because the. You know, he'll not struggle physically in the Premier League with the way he played and the way he sort of dives into things. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. He's, he's only young. He's he's 22, so he's younger than me. And um, he, you know, brilliant. Um, sort of, you know, in in the 
in what his attributes have because as you say he's it's almost a mirror image of the the type of things that Harry Kane does um although I think they're slightly different in in terms of the types of goals they score I'm not sure Jansen's capable of sort of shifting the ball out and just opening up his foot and pile driving in like Harry Kane is I think he's a little bit more uh reliant on on uh deliveries and and um and having open opportunities rather than they, they, they still seem to have that similar. I don't know. There's something about that technique where they they almost like they wrap their foot around it, but kind of toe punt it in a way. I don't know. It's it's like the way they strike the ball, um, and they both seem to strike strike it from an angle. I, I've noticed Janssen a lot of his are from like Kane manages to get. They manage to kind of score from these almost impossible angles. Um, that's what I quite like about. He, he he he's he's supposed to be quite crap in the air though. That's one of his big failings you know what's quite smart about him and this is just this might be completely wrong it's just something i've picked up from pre-season is that he um he's not a particularly impressive technical player but he seems to um he has the right intentions when he's received the ball so he seems to see what's around him quite well and and you know you saw um you know we, we in, in the games that have been televised we've, we've seen you know a few flicks and you know a little bit of interplay between him and Ali and Lamella, and it is, it, it, it's promising. Well, you've got to have some um, trepidation. There's, there's, there's been countless examples of players that have failed to adapt coming over from yeah, the Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. But I think it's just, if you look at like the amount we've spent for on him, what, 20 mil, close to 20 mil at least, it's it's a it's a fairly standard transfer fee nowadays, isn't it? Really is. Yeah. 20 mil. It's not a big financial f- risk, yeah. is it? I mean, it's um, it's not like we've mortgaged the, the, the new stadium on it, so... Uh, Something I think, I think me and um, Seb disagree with on transfer fees is I think in this summer especially, if you just half the fee, it makes more sense because of the way in which you know we've been inflated by television money and things. The fact that it's been like 10 years since we signed Berbatov for 10.9 million and that seemed like a, a giant transfer at the time and I remember thinking, oh, Spurs have sent spent you know double digit millions it, it seemed like a a real big commitment at well, the honestly time. Mate, when we spent 11 mil on Rebroff, it was it was mind-blowing <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but now sort of if you if you have that sort of 17 and it, and it what, what does it come to like sort of seven and a half eight million something like that and it makes more sense as of sort of it puts it in a frame that maybe we're more used to looking at transfers through um which I think um, sort of helps wrap your head around it, just because sometimes, especially with sort of Pogba going for what eighty nine million and stuff like that, it just um, if you if you just half it, I mean, you don't want to get into the territory of you know nurses' wages, footballers or whatever that sort of a business, soldiers' wages. No, it, it's soldiers now, always soldiers. Um, but yeah, you you don't want to you know stray into that territory. But just for you, you know, to put it in a prism in which it's easier for you to understand if you just sort of half it. It, it, it makes more sense. We've uh, we've shipped off, well, Fazio's gone to Roma as well, you know, no surprise. Your first um, team. Yeah, and Alex Pritchard, which possibly is a bit of a surprise, I think, in, in some respects. Uh, I mean, some people have speculated that, you know, injury held him back and he's, you know, the team's left him behind. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much I can take into that i mean i just feel like it's more that you know 
I think I think we have to assume that that Poch has seen something in training that he doesn't like yeah, because you know anytime anytime Pritchard's been like in the public eye, whether he you know playing on loan in the championship or playing for the England twenty ones, he's looked really good. But uh, Pochettino deserves our uh, our support and our faith. And if if he doesn't think he's good enough, he, then he's not good he enough. Ha- he had a funny um, barbed statement, didn't he, as well when he when he left Spurs, Pritchard as well. There was he said something to the press about you know. How delighted he was! He, you know, he, he basically just wanted to get out of Spurs. He couldn't wait to leave the club. And, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's sad. I, I, although, I mean, one thing though I say is that if if we were missing something, if he was, if we were all right all along, because most of us have been saying this for years now about Pritchard, you know, waiting for him to come through, then why is he playing for Norwich now? You know, if we've made an error, then you know you'd expect at least. You know, a kind of a Bournemouth, perhaps, yeah, or yeah. you know, a Swansea City, rather than you know, respectfully. I mean, you know, his two options were Brighton and Norwich. I mean, you know, that's not, you know, that that's not a, that's not kind of a, that's not Wonder Kid territory. Shot, is it, shot really? on Brighton so, as well. He got stuck in traffic, um, so he. Um, I don't really understand how that prevented him from signing, but he there was something to do with him getting stuck in the traffic on the way down to Brighton from London. Uh, so I think he didn't say in an interview for Norwich that he was just it was that morning he got a call that Norwich were interested rather than Brighton and he preferred that move rather than sort of the yeah maybe the maybe well because there, there was that, that story he, that he he was on the M25 and got a phone call and said she turned his car around. Um, I don't think that's true. I think I think that's been sort of urban mythed a little bit. But I um I don't know why. Well, I mean the point stands really, doesn't it? I mean he. He, I think we were all just wrong about him. I mean, I, 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 I even less than two weeks ago, I had him in a um, a season preview thing. I did. I thought he would really um, kick on this season, uh, but nope. So, and actually, you know, given given the sort of the game, the, the sort of snippets of game time that have been given to Marcus Edwards, I don't think that like, I think we were we've all got a little bit overexcited about Edwards because I don't think he's gonna. I think this year might be a little bit too soon for him, but. He, he he looks pretty good, so you know you'd say okay, well give him whatever whatever minutes you were going to give Pritchard, and I think that'll probably end up quite quite uh, nicely. The thing is, I mean, like whether it's too early or not for him, it seems like we're probably going to see more of him if, uh, if yeah, I guess to that's be right, believed, isn't it? Because it's it seems to be one of the stumbling blocks, hasn't it, over him? Yeah, again, we can only take these things with a pinch of salt, but it, it has been quite widely alleged that. You know, it wasn't just a matter of money for Edwards. It was this guarantee of first-team football. Yeah, he wanted to play. And and to be fair, I think that... Um, well, not to be fair, because I don't really like young players leveraging their potential. I mean, and, and, and making not demands, but sort of, yeah, urgings to play. But, I, you know, I, he looks like he's worth it. He looks, um, for his age and his size, he looks extremely special. Um, um, and... Yeah, so yeah, good, good, good. If we see a lot of him, happy, happy for that. We've had this strange back forth with Marseille, Clinton and Jai, and George Kevin and Kodu. Um, mm. This seems to be a, a kind of like they play occupy a similar position, but and Kodu's supposed to be apparently a, a step up from Jai, and it would be, it would probably be quite a shame to see um, Clinton go because I think there has been although. It, I don't think he's going, is he? I think it's just a loan because um, isn't um, isn't Pochettino quite fond of him, given well, sort of his statements about him? Yeah, I mean, this is what this is what I've heard from just from several different places. Is that you know he's he's trains quite well and he's sort of shown enough. I mean, there's always 
The thing about Njoye is that we haven't really seen enough of him to, I feel like we no. haven't seen enough of him to actually have a proper opinion on him. But in my base kind of opinion, from what I've seen at least, yeah, right, he hasn't been spectacular, he hasn't let anything up that much, but there seems to be at least a, a sign of quality there about him. There's, something, there's at least a sort of spark there, that, that pace and that directness that he has, which is something that we don't have a lot of in our team. Um, and it's probably one of the things that is lacking from the side. It, it would be quite nice to have more players like that um, available to us. So, yeah. you know, um, whether or not... A lot no, of this I'm transfer seems to, be, um, seems to be held up with Marseille's internal politics as well. Because apparently they've got a, a new president at the club and the deal was originally signed off by the old president and now they're sort of re-looking through the deal on, on the new people's end and it's sort of bureaucracy on that club's part and we we essentially couldn't get it through quick enough before the change of um board happened so um if reports are to believe this the new sign nakodu sat in a in a hotel in london waiting to sign and and unji sat in a hotel in paris waiting to go down to marseille so it's um it's, it seems like it's a bit of a mess just sort of waiting for them to sort their shit out but um it should be done fair, fairly soon. I'd, if possible, if if the Unji move was made was sort of a uh, an obligation or a or a an option to buy at the end of it, then I wouldn't be um, too happy. But if he comes back after a year of playing elsewhere and maybe a year older, a year bigger or something, um, and with fitness back as well, because he, he missed so much of last season. If he if he gets his fitness back this year and comes back to his next year. Um, then I'm not sure it's it's too much lost. It'll, it'll still be like like a new signing. But um, you know what's uh, interesting though is that they they don't they wouldn't they don't play in similar positions. Like Enkidu typically, well from from the the few Marseille games I've seen, he he's always played from the from the left hand side inwards, um, in a kind of you know in that that old Chadley role or the the, the position that sort of Ericsson now seems to have. Um, rather than from the right, so it, it, it's a, it's a weird one. I don't. Um, it's not a like for like, really. He's not going to be a forward, and you know, Inji always looks a little bit happy when he plays from the right or up front. I guess when he, whenever he has. We don't up. really need that forward, though. Theoretically, with Jansen there, do we? Because we've got that. No, no. I, I just mean that we don't have the. Um, we don't now have a lot of cover on the right hand side. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, you, again, like, like Pritchard, man. We we got to trust the the. You know, the decisions which are being made, there's obviously logic behind it, so fair enough. We'll see. Um, and finally, uh, a transfer that, I'm going to be honest, I'm absolutely fucking over the moon with is uh, Mr. Victor Wanyama, which I think, given the sort of prices that are flying around in this transfer, whether or not he had one year left on his contract, a fucking steal, just over £10 million for what I would consider to be probably one of the strongest players in this position in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I almost banged my desk in agreement there. I didn't think that would work really well on a podcast, but yeah. He's, I mean, we. I think we've all pretty much said nearly every time that question's come to us around the transfer window, who would you like to see at Spurs? I, I think across the line, we've pretty much always you usually agreed on Victor Wenyama would be a great addition yeah. to the team. We've um, needed cover for Eric Dyer just because he played a ridiculous amount of minutes last yeah. year, um, and it, the, especially it, with him at Yaros as well. It's a good point you raise because it does it does raise an interesting uh, 
quandary as to who we play now because you know with the emergence of Dembele, it sounds silly to say the emergence of Dembele, but with the re-emergence, should we say? I think it's fair. Dembele. I think I think emergence is yeah. fair. Of Eric Dyer as well, um, and now Victor Wanyama. It's I guess it, it's not really a case of who starts. It's you know it's wow we've got loads of good options that we can. Yeah. You know what's what's interesting about the Wanyama thing, apart from him obviously being a really good player, is that he. I mean, I, I read a little bit of there was a, a Tottenham preview in one of the the um, nationals uh, yesterday or something, and um, someone described him as, as purely like a as an Eric Dyer alternative, and I I, I really don't see him that way. I, he's, he's a, a kind of, of player, he, say, he is. He kind of exists between Dyer and Dembele. He's mm. neither one nor the other, but he's a sort of. He's a kind of in between, um, and I just think that because he is a ball player, he has all those defensive attributes. He's pretty skillful. He is as actually, well. he is exactly. He's technically really good, um, and I, yeah, I, I think some people are kind of, um, yeah, don't don't have a particularly rounded perception of, of what he is, and I, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. He, he can be. I, I don't know what it means for that kind of that that Dembele Dyer trio, uh, the, you know, duo. But I mean, I, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, it's just, it's cover and it's an alternative. And, you know, can you imagine going to like a, a bigger way ground and stacking up a central midfield of Wanyama, Dembele and Dyer? I mean, who's going through that? Mm. Like, you know, you go to somewhere like, imagine if we took him to Chelsea. Oh, I was just season. about to say that. In that game, Mate. oh, those three. Yeah, going, you can have the ball, Cesc Fabregas. You do your worst. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, but this is, yeah, I mean, just, he's, he's, he's great. He's that kind of, blend of power and technique and he's i think i think all anybody who's watched any of our preseason games as well will now know that he you know he's pretty good passer of the ball as well so that um, chelsea game by the way is the only spurs footage that i've watched all summer there's been (laughs) highlights of that chelsea game just because it even though it's you know in air quotes the night we lost the league so to speak it just um it, it unbridled joy every time i see them dive in and and just go in to hurt them and there's that footage of eric dyer calling Cesc fabregas out and making a cutthroat gesture in this so time. good isn't it when it's fabregas just... he's giving him that smarmy little clap isn't he and telling him to get off the pitch and you just uh i i he you know what i i i hate Becoming this type of fan, I hate becoming this type of person. <laughs> but you know what? I know in my heart of hearts, being totally honest with you, if Dyer properly Roy Keane Cesc Fabregas <laughs> at the start of the next Chelsea game, like as in went out to injure him within minutes and ended his career, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> you applaud him off the I field. Would, <laughs> I, would, I would like it. And I, I know that's terrible. I know it's awful, but... Retire his shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fabregas is a is a he. You know, I, I've always thought you know oh, it's a bit pantomime. He was a gooner and then he was Chelsea and so on and so forth. But oh, it's know, not an art for me. It's just he, that he's smarmy on the pitch, oh, and... mate. No, but he revealed himself as one of the worst type of cunts in that game. He really did. Like it was all of his comments leading up to it as well. One of the uh, you know, it would make it up to the fans if we didn't if we didn't let him win and. Essentially, we just kicked him for half hour. I, I I loved it. It was, it's by far my favourite Tottenham thing from last season. Given all the beautiful football we played and all the fantastic moments, the fact that it's <laughs> it's the lads going down and just kicking shit out of people is uh, says something. It's just something that it was uh, it was sort of the antithesis of what Tottenham used to be. And the fact that you know players like Eric Dyer have come out in the past and gone, you know, we don't like what 
what teams used to say and think about this club. Um, and the fact that he, you know, he's he's spoken more loudly with his actions than he did with his words, and I uh, I couldn't praise that highly enough. I uh, I've got no time for people who want us to be this nicey nicey team or out. If we're gonna if we're gonna do it in this day and age with clubs, you know, spanking the market full of money and whatnot. Let's let's be dirty and do it yeah, that way. And, mate, and all the all the most successful clubs are always cunts. They are they act like cunts. Yeah. You look at it. You, you know you look through years of Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane. You look at Diego Costa. Oh, mate, Barcelona. John, like John Chelsea. Well, same difference. John Terry. It's like you know it's. You, well, well, even even the even the even like the Barcelona's mate, like someone like Sergio Busquets or or Ramos at Real Madrid. Pepe, you know these, these players. Yeah, mate, they've got the devil in them, you know. I, I, also, I don't, I don't see why we can't be both. I mean, you know, the, you know, we can still play good football, but if someone wants to sort of, you know, wants to provoke us, then I don't. Beyond this, like, I had a little bit of a problem with it at the time because I didn't like Dembele. The, the, that, like that's Dembele. the thing. I, I didn't like Dembele. Loved Everything it. else was okay. Do with. it again. Scratches over. <laughs> I pull it out. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't like Dembele. I mean, I'm fine with Dyer going in on Fabregas and and. The, the worst Fabregas moment in that game was actually um, is actually when when, when Lamella stamped on his hand and he uh, and he and he he started he started rolling around as if it had been amputated. It was just pathetic. It was. Um, but we we yeah. went into that game just with the intention of being mean because I remember we were two 0 up and Kyle Walker were diving in and giving it big guns and <laughs> yeah, it was like and he rose yeah, flying yeah. tackles. It was just. It was, uh, it makes it was, my heart. Was... Even at the end, when, when <laughs> didn't Gus Hedding end up inside the the dugout because of the big melee? Something Just like yeah. That, Michelle Vorm is on the pitch taking swings at people. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I, uh, uh, one thing I wanted night. to segue back to you guys just quickly back on the Wanyama point. Um, yeah. I can't also help but feel. Uh, that with the signing of Wanyama, it's almost like because there's obviously something in Ryan Mason that Pochettino likes a lot. I think I think Pochettino probably sees quite a bit of himself in Ryan Mason uh, uh, in terms of his playing days. He wasn't particularly the best defender, Pochettino. He wasn't particularly no. the best player, but he played with a lot of heart on his sleeve, and he got stuck in, and so on and so forth, and. I, I guess he identifies some of that with Ryan Mason, such as everyone's. You know, everyone seems to be so perplexed that we hold on to a player like Mason. But I think there's still a, a place for him in the team. But with the signing of Wanyama, that kind of that that, that more I don't know kind of anchored role in midfield, it almost feels like it, it it frees up Mason to potentially be the sort of player that we can swap in when Ericsson gets tired towards the end of a game and perhaps employ him in more of a position that he's more suited to. Almost like a bit of a last chance, as in like a lot of excuses were made for Mason's kind of overall poor play last year for, you know, whatever, he, he was quite injured, but also he was being forced to play in an unnatural position. But perhaps now if he has that freedom, because we have more reinforcements further back, he can be employed a bit further forward. We might be able to see a different side to Ryan Mason now as well. When he yeah, first broke into the that's side, though, point. He, he was playing in that first band of midfield and he did it brilliantly with Bentaleb. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's yeah. no reason he, he can't play there. The, the, his record, though, is, didn't help him towards the end of last year. The fact that people twigged to the fact that any time he played, we didn't win. Um, that, was, that wasn't that was very good for him. Um, but it's, it's one of those, isn't it, where, you, as I said, said earlier, you've got to trust the manager at this stage. You, you've got to believe that he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. 
such is the the progression we've made since his introduction. So you can't you can't second guess him too much. We can we're obviously here to to pass comment and give opinion, but um, it, we, we, there's no way that any of us any of us would have have, have cheek or temerity to to say that we knew better than Pochettino. I know Seb has his blue tick now, so he's technically better than the rest of us, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it still doesn't give him the authority to question. You're no way question. better about that, are you, Raj? No. Uh, I just you've, like only, how, you've only brought it up twice in 24 minutes. I like, but, I like how uncomfortable know. it makes him. I, I'm trying to do less old jokes because old people actually get offended by that. So. Yeah, quite right. I, I do think it's a new season. We probably need to move on from the old jokes. I, I have no... Like I said to you earlier, when I I made not an old joke off air, and uh, Raj said, "Hang on, you're only a few months younger than him." I was like, "Well, clearly, but in mind, you know, come on." See, so. off air, I'm Seb's knight in shining armor. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much a uh, a summer in Tottenham. So let's let's before we dive into anything else Spurs related or television. Let's be honest, we've spoken enough about Spurs now. Television related. Uh, we have first game of the season, Everton, and what a way to usher us into a new season with old friends of the show, the ever problematic, you know, give them a pound or they'll rob your fucking car wheels outside the stadium, <laughs> Cy and Borley from NSNO. <laughs> right, Cy and Borley, you're, uh, you're back again. Are you, you're not sick of us yet then, are you? Back once again with the ill behaviour, I think, would be an hey. uh, lyric for our, our appearances on your podcast, wouldn't it? Oh, that's that's going to be stuck in my fucking head all the recording now. <laughs> if you heard any rustling at the back there, that's my lad just getting his shitty food off the table while I'm recording a little shit. Just, it's just you having a little five-knuckle shuffle in the background, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I haven't got my wanking fork with me. Don't want to get that joke now. Can you, can you explain this, this wanking fork malarkey? Um, yeah, fuck the football. Like, you come on, everyone knows what to expect from, from our conversations now. Well, <laughs> what it is, is Sarah's got his own wanking fork that he takes to restaurants. <laughs> that sounds even weird. I'm not sure how it could sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> we, the, unless unless I said it was true. It sounds weird coming out of your mouth than it did in my head. <laughs> this is weird. Can you explain the origins of the fork for us, please, Si? Um, I found it in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I suppose, really, like all good garden finds, the rest is history. <laughs> you went looking for Pokemon and thought you'd found a Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> have, you been play- have you been playing that, boy? Oh, yes, I have, yeah. I fucking love it. How many have you got? Um, I caught a brand under it today while I was walking down town. Yeah. Yeah. I bought uh, it. It was a load of drowsies. I was outside Liverpool Museum and he seemed to like have a lot of psychic Pokemon there. So there you go. There there are a lot of drowsies, but have you, you haven't been sucked into that. You're you're the millennial here, Raj. So you've been you've been sucked into that. No, me my twelve year old sister plays it. I don't play it at all just because i don't think you know the image of a six foot five man walking around the streets you know catching pokemon's the the image i really want to give off Mate, i don't make it look um, like i'm catching pokemon <laughs> i don't flick an idea on the floor it looks like i'm taking pictures of people 
Is, is that the image you'd rather give out for you? <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen me yet, have you, Jack? <laughs> no. That's the image I need to give out. <laughs> Speaking of meeting you, Ball, the, um, the one of us who's not here, Seb, um, in perhaps what is the origins of the greatest buddy cop film ever, is going to is going to meet you at the weekend when Spurs play Everton, which, lest we forget, is the reason why we do this twice a season. Um, have you have you got any plans for what you're going to do with Seb? Because I, I, genuinely, if I could be a fly on the wall and, and watch the adventures of Barley and Seb, I, I, I trade everything. It'd be fun to play that, wouldn't it? Um, get a like, Give me a rundown of what Seb looks like, and then I'll tell you what I'm going to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll send you a picture. We'll send you a picture of her. And uh, all right, he loves a he loves a selfie, does Seb? How, how tall is he? Uh, he's, he's about I don't know five <laughs> nine, I guess five foot nine. Yeah, I think about what's five it, and what's, nine. What's his weight to What's his body ratio? What's his weight ratio? Well, he says he he actually said he's been working out quite a lot this summer. Yeah, he he told me on the phone earlier today that he was thirteen stone, and he sounded very proud of. I know, sounds I'll be able to lift him. This is the worst dating website I've ever listened to. <laughs> You'd be able to lift him, did you? Yeah, say? yeah. What, what are you going to do once you've lifted him? <laughs> well, oh, no, it's, turned in, it's turned into a chat line now. <laughs> All the roosters has become a front for grinder. <laughs> Barley station. No, mate, right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll lift them up like I do with everyone when I first meet them. <laughs> Before we forget, though, on a serious note, we're in your fanzine, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone going to uh, Goodison on the weekend, yeah. um, we, um, we say we, I did it, and then put all of our names on it so that if I annoyed anyone, we all get equal blame. That's pretty much what Sai does with everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so you, you hand them out for free, don't you? Yeah, so we do. Nobody's we'll be at the ground. So if there's any spare fans coming down, and yeah, she a uh, six foot tall, very wide, bald fella, and me. Um, <laughs> no, or just maybe you come down to the grounds and you walk around and you fancy your free fanzine to take home and read on the bus with you, with the lads from Real the Roost um, as the opposition view. Then uh, look out for me. You can't miss me, to be fair. I'm 20 stone, six foot, very bald, and about, look at now, three and a half foot wide. And it'll oh, be no, along. No. It'll be alongside a five foot nine, very bald, thirteen stone man. So there you go. Mm. More importantly, he'll have a fucking enormous blue bag full of fanzines on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I'll be walking down, making the coppers wonder what the fuck I'm sticking in my hand and my big bag for. <laughs> Funny enough, yeah. we've not been pulled yet. We haven't. The, the, to be honest, everyone's been really good um, around the ground. The stewards, the the busies, um, everyone basically, and. Just for comedy value for the Spurs fans as well, we've interviewed Ronald Koeman. Because <laughs> um, I know that Spurs fans do like a former Southampton manager. So <laughs> it's uh, it's something that's bound to go down well. And we talk about um, whenever they're going to sign Lionel Messi. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually ask him whenever they're going to sign Lionel Messi. Didn't we, the last time we spoke to you, you just, um, you just interviewed... Uh, Bali's favourite manager, Roberto Martinez. Um, well, how do those two compare in in person? Is Cumin does he come off a bit better? Is or did you you liked Martinez, didn't you? At least in, at first and in person. So in, in person, I mean, I've got to be honest. As a as a human being, Roberto Martinez is up there with the best. 
um, as a Premier League football manager. He's up there with Steve Bruce. Um, Steve you know, Bruce. <laughs> um, in fact, actually, I think Bruce had a better record than him at Wigan. Um, but no, as a as a human being, top top man. Um, oh, he can't dance. No, he can't. No, no, he was at a Jason Derulo concert though. So I mean. <laughs> It's difficult for anyone to get any kind of inspiration to dance at any kind of Jason Derulo concert. And it wasn't... His moves are really hard to describe because they were the most sort of effeminate gyrating I've ever seen from, you know, a football manager in my life. It was a a man in his 40s trying not to dance like a man in his 40s. Like a girl in her teens as well. Yeah, basically, and I think he failed. Um... He was trying to be a bit sexy, wasn't he? That's that's what he was going for. He was oh, sort of get that out. fucking image out of my head. Don't. Hey, hey they had a babysitter that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Martinez, overwhelmingly positive. Um, again, like I said, yeah. as a man, you can't you can't fault him. Um, the first time he meets you, he makes a point to remember your name and where you're from and all kinds of stuff. And the next time he meets you, he... he he says, hello, Simon, um, asks how the site's going, stuff like that. Ronald Koeman, very businesslike, um, very, very busy man. Is that what is that what Martinez spends his time doing instead of, you know, training the defenders? Probably. Yep. Yeah, he, 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 he memorises uh, no-mark football supporters like me's name. <laughs> um, That's right, his, his fall from grace was pretty fucking spectacular, though, wasn't it? Because he, he, I... I was of the opinion he was pretty decent way back, and it just seemed that you you, you lot didn't progress at all under him. We regressed. Like if anything, we regressed. We regressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's tried his hardest to make John Stones look shy, and <laughs> John Stones is, in my opinion, still a you know there's a there's a foundation of a very very good footballer there, but he's not shown it at the moment, or at least he hasn't. Yeah, I don't know. You guys might disagree with that, but. No, no, fully agree. But it's the English disease, isn't it, to do with football? It's, you know, you, you spot a promising-looking young footballer and you basically tell the world he's the best thing since sliced bread. And then when he actually makes the kind of mistakes that a young footballer makes, he then gets slated. And it's it's the typical English media of building someone up just to knock them down. The or you one- get, like, a, you get a quality young English player and stick him on fucking corners for a major tournament where there's loads of eyes on him. Yeah. And then drop him because his corners are shut. Well, not, bitter at all. not bitter at all about Roy Hodgson. Well, you know, worth for Robin Van Persie taking corners, didn't he? Please. <laughs> oh, man. Not that awesome, man. <laughs> um, I had to get an Arsenal reference in there for you. Uh, if we're going to be serious, if we're going to have digs at each other, are we not here to commemorate the death of Everton Football Club with your new owners in place now? You're the new Poundland Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, and we're splashing. Poundland Manchester City? That's it, eh? But sorry, we're going to have to fucking use that. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. No, on, the, on a serious note, though, are you, are you worried at all that, you know, of the direction of the club with the new owners? No, no, no. no. When, no. when Manchester City got taken over by the first billionaire, they spent, what was it, £29 million on Rubinho, about £17.5 million on Roque Santa Cruz. And between oh. them, I think I think they played about four games. Is Roque Santa Cruz still in their squad? Because I know he was like he was on their team sheet still for fucking years, isn't he? <laughs> I think he's uh, retired. So who was that? Who was that? Uh, uh, 
was it Ed the Hoy that was in like on Chelsea's books for or Winston Bogart or someone like that? <laughs> was on Chelsea's books for about ten years and played about five games for him. Well, that's gonna be about right. Who the fuck's Winston Bogart? Yeah, hum- Humphrey's lad, isn't he? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> We've had a few of those, Jack. Do you not remember how long Bongani Kamala was? Oh, fuck me, yeah. <laughs> and he, he never played a single that's game. Not a real name. That's yeah, not, it's not a real name. That's not a real name. That's a Pokemon, isn't it? The... That's a rare Pokemon no. no one's found. <laughs> he, was, he was a South African centre-back that we bought around the time. We, play, we, the we played African his team World in a... Was it Kaiser Chiefs? We played him in a friendly, and he, he sort of impressed a bit, remember. didn't he? Or summit in yeah, that. But he, he was, he, we, I think it was one of those sort of, you know, or maybe we can crack the emerging South African market. Um, <laughs> I don't even think it was Kaiser Chiefs. I think it was like Supersport United or something like that. One of the ones with a, you know, a terrible name. Um, but um, yeah, he, he never played. He just, he went on loan to teams like Pauk Salonica and. <laughs> Colchester and he never appeared for us whatsoever. Are you, are you picking these names out of a fucking hat? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm surprising myself with how intimately I know the career yeah, of Bongani okay. Kamalo. Bong, just... Bongani Kamalo's career. He started off at Amatux, where he made 50 appearances, scored four goals. Then he signed for Supersport United. Then oh, yes, he signed in 2011 for Tottenham Hotspur, after which point he went on loan to Preston. Then went on loan to Reading, then went on loan to PAOK, then went on loan That's to Doncaster, then went on loan to Colchester. <laughs> then in 2015-16, we finally sold him back to Supersport United. <laughs> I don't think we sold him back. I think his contract was yeah, given away yeah. for free. Fucking <laughs> hell. I thought he was clinging on go. for yeah. a testimonial. It sounds on like an excellent August. On the 4th of August 2015, it was announced that Kamalo had signed for Supersport United, leaving Tottenham Hotspur after four years and zero competitive appearances. <laughs> Get in there, my son. And about three and a half million pounds in the bank. Yeah, right. Uh, fair play to him, though. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good work if he can he get didn't sign himself, did he? No. He did have to spend a while in Doncaster, though, which nobody should have to do. But um, that's, that's Danny, Rose to right, like, Danny Rose got out, though. That's what saved him. They're talking about spending time in Yorkshire for no reason. Me and Sight on that and Barnsley the other week. There was a very good reason for that. Did you go see John Stones' family? <laughs> no, Mason Holgates. Yeah, um, Mason Holgates. Uh, we went, we went to is the he a Yorkshire lad, Stonesy. Yeah. Yeah, he's Barnsley, isn't he? Yeah, Barnsley I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's uh, Barnsley. It was a good little journey. They they like the roundabouts in Barnsley and they like the hills as well. It's because where the hills have eyes was actually filmed is in Barnsley. <laughs> that's that's a Yorkshireman saying that as well there. You can spot a Yorkshireman when they take the piss out of Barnsley. I, I saw it's South Yorkshire, isn't it? one of the finest sights I've ever seen at a football match at Barnsley, at that game in Barnsley. <laughs> that, was a man, that was a man at the ground, sat in his seat, with his young child playing next to him with his shirt off, but he kept his flat cap on. He genuinely <laughs> did this, and I took a photo of him from a distance because I'm not that brave, and I thought his whippet might be next to him as well. Do you have um, a cup of Bovril in hand as well? Or? I think it was a, 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 a can of special blue, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, Spurs are also going to be the first 
set of supporters who are part of um, a new feature that I'm going to probably lose interest in on the site after about three three times of doing it. And it's going to be a, a, basically a review of the away fans. Because I, I, I sit quite close. I'm not going to give away my location because I'll get bricked. Turn it in now, mate. Load of cunts. That's it. That's <laughs> what Can we request that it's not about the away fans? It's just like a diary entry of what happened when Bali messed up. <laughs> that would be a separate one. You've got to think of the page views. Though, please, that. please document that. Like, no, no offence, Borley, but like, and I, I, I distribute this equally to Seb. I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust Seb and Borley to be able to somehow have the technological grasp to fully utilise their meeting. No, so I reckon if you're on hand, sorry, to like Periscope it or something like that, it'd be. It may not be Periscope. It might be YouTube later on. Live. Our Facebook Live. Oh, fucking hell. Please do. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to watch that more than the game, mate. Honestly speaking. <laughs> Does he, do we know where Seb's sitting in the ground? How close he is to the home fans? He's in the away end. He's with the uh, he's with the Spurs fans. So. Yeah, but do you know how close, um, I'm not sure you know exactly how close he, is. he is to the home fans? Because it's pretty, pretty close proximity. Like. No, I'm not entirely sure. Seb's a bit old school, so he'll be the one with the clacker and the rosette on his blazer. <laughs> you know, On his blazer? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, the lads. It's just it's going to be the most wonderful. Do you know if he's wearing class. the blazer? Am I fully allowed to abuse him? Oh, please do. Yeah, that's we encourage it. Fucking great. <laughs> Poor cons. With his um, if we ask another football question yeah. while we're here, um, Lukaku is he is he going to go so. after you've? What? You hope so? Nah, nah, I'm only messing. That was a joke. I don't like the comedic effect. No. <laughs> You're taking it back. Touch wood. No, I don't want him to go, to be fair. It's not often you get a 20 goals a season striker. Um, it, and we haven't had one for a long time. It's all right. We make our own at Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Here we go. It's all right. We, we just buy Chelsea's. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, how rich we are now. And back again. <laughs> no, but I, I don't want him to go personally. Um, for the good of the, if it was for the good of the club, then yeah. But um, weren't there rumours today that he's close to signing a new contract, or the club are going to go back to him with a new contract? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. we're in so contract then. negotiations with him and his dad. He's he's got the most. I mean, and they're a, they're a, they're a despicable group of people anyway. But he's got the most hateful agent in the world as well. <clears throat> um, so his agent will basically say either he gets a signing on fee with his new. Um, contract or he goes to Chelsea yeah. and that's what it'll boil down to really it won't boil down to wages it'll boil down to whether Everton give him a three or four million pound signing on fee that his agent can then take a million quid off and that's basically all it'll boil down to because Chelsea will offer a signing on fee which his agent will get a cut of and if Everton offer him a new a fee to sign on a new contract that'll be that'll be what's it that's that's what's going to be what squares it for him yeah I guess it's what it's can one I, of these things though wouldn't you say like I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here wouldn't you say that like now giving your new owners so on and so forth it's not I mean don't don't get me wrong I'd be livid if it was Spurs but from his perspective he's seen that you know you've got these new owners in who have got shitloads of money and he just wants a cut of it but it's not really anything personal but it's no it's not I mean you know Romelu Lukaku I said it um, about John Stones last season 
or any any player that doesn't sign for Everton that gets slated for signing for a club that plays in in um, a shiny new stadium in London. Um, but, but basically, if I went to France and was a professional footballer and I was playing for Lille, and then Paris Saint Germain came in for me, I'd go to Paris Saint Germain. I've got no loyalty to Lille. Who are they? Why would a foreign a foreign footballer coming to Everton have any kind of loyalty to us? It's it's a business for them. They're making money. They want to play for the biggest teams in the country as they see it. And the way Lukaku sees it, maybe he does feel he's got unfinished business at Chelsea. Um, and maybe he's being guided by different people who haven't got the best interests of Everton at heart. But why would they? But I, I, on, the, on the flip side of that, I would say as well, though, the, 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 it's a bit short-sighted, in my opinion, from his perspective. I mean, you can see it. Chelsea got a big power base they've got a lot of money yeah they are in london so on and so forth but at the same time you know there's a there's a sort of there's a decent project happening at everton at the moment right there's a sort of caesar change chelsea i guess you could say they've got conte in but still the team's a bit of a mess you've got abramovich there who's a bit of a mess he's been there before and it's kind of it's not worked out you just sort of think from his perspective it'd be like at least at least give Everton a season, you know, give them a season. They've got a bit of money now. All right, get 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 yourself a better contract. But really, do you want to go back to Chelsea? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I can I see both sides. I can see two arguments to it. I think that's what he'll end up doing. Um, I, yesterday, I tweeted, theoretically, um, when it still looked like um, Chelsea were going to get rid of Costa to fund the move for Lukaku. Um, I said, um, if Everton sell him for 60 to 70 million and then Everton offer, theoretically offer Liverpool 25 million for Benteke and Man United 25 million for Rooney, would you not be a stronger squad for having those two rather than just the one forward and you've actually got some depth and you've got Rooney back playing football somewhere where he might actually care about... Decent shout, that to be fair, decent shout. And you've got, you know, it'll be funny as well for you when Benteke starts scoring again for you (laughs) when he... Didn't do anything at Liverpool. I let Bolly take that one. Do you really want to let me take that one? Yeah, I'm pleading the fifth. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> ben Seki, um, right. Signing one of the shites players that they didn't want. Down here, we'll go down like a fucking £10 bag of shit in a £5 bag. Was I want him? Well, I don't know, but I want him. Rooney back. I don't even know if I want Rooney back right now. Yeah, but if you get him back right now, at least you know he's what early thirties. The the possibility with him is that you get him back when he's, you know, another two hundred kebabs in in five years' time. Yeah, I don't know. But you don't want him then. It's it's in five years. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think I. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. You get some use out of him now. I mean, he's not the player he was. I understand. He's, he's I understand. Obviously... The, I understand the reasoning behind what you're saying, guys. But it's just it's. You've been linked with Bonnie as well. Is is Bonnie someone that interests you more <sighs> at, at City? No. <laughs> I'm a hard man to please, as you probably get by now. You think um, Walcott's been linked as well, hasn't he? Oh, for Christ's sake. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> Is it just Everton's got money? Let's throw every fucking. Oh, no. Till Walcott. I did say stuff. that it is the death of your club before. And yeah. This is what I was alluding to. Yeah. I'm Theo Walcott and Aaron Lennon. I mean. Yeah, Aaron Lennon's a better footballer than that. Uh, than... Theo Walcott, I won't have a bad word said against him. To be fair, Aaron Lennon's been brilliant for us. He's probably got the same amount of end product. Yeah. He's got the same amount. He's got. A, he's, a, he's actually got a brain, though, which is, you know, helps. Yeah. yeah I don't, 
I'd rather have Palace. What about what about Palace? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want him. Who? I've still oh. got the biggest. I've still got the biggest soft spot for Balotelli. I don't know why, but no, fuck that. No, some I'm about myself in the eye with a shitty stick. No. <laughs> I just, wasn't there? Wasn't there some some story that happened under Brendan Rodgers' watch at Liverpool when? B- Balotelli said he wanted to finish training early <laughs> or something and uh, Rodgers said he couldn't so when <laughs> when they started up the training match Balotelli just kept taking the ball from the centre circle and scoring own goals because <laughs> <laughs> Rodgers wouldn't let him finish training early and that led to like one of the initial big fallouts from uh, <laughs> from his time there I just love that I just love that about him that he's one of those like I know it must be I, I get it I get how shit that must be having someone that respects your club that little like the people that are paying you but at the same time a guy with like that <clears throat> much kind of you know, those few fucks given that he just kind of does that. There's something about, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm, I quite like those rebellious type characters, but it's... Uh, Balotelli is- was an ego signing from Rodgers yeah. because he was available and he's looked at him and he's gone, right, Mourinho couldn't manage him, Mancini couldn't manage him, but I can. But he said that, didn't he? He said that he was going to make him a better person <laughs> and a better player. Uh, what, by taking him to Latans and bars and gay clubs in Liverpool? Hey. Is that an allegedly? Yeah, or yeah. Do you have him? Brendan Rodgers spent a lovely night in Chelsea once. Oh. <laughs> 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 For those of you who don't know, Google Chelsea Harwood. Don't, don't, don't. I don't think Google I want Chelsea Harwood. You, you know the story, Baines, don't you? No, I'm not. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Mate, you'll love this. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Look it up now. Look it up now while we're... Google it while you're there, man. Google it while you're there. Just so we can hear your reaction. It's like filming someone watching two girls, one cup. <laughs> oh, no, I did I did hear about this, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I remember, yeah. <laughs> the first... The first um... Oh, God. Uh, the first uh, Google... Um... Result is from a Rangers forum, <laughs> and it's not—it's not worded at all politically correctly. Um, what did you say? No, I, I do remember that story. I just didn't remember remember the name. Didn't he propose to his girlfriend in Times Square like a tourist the other week? His girlfriend that used to Brendan be an Rogers. intern on LFC TV. <laughs> is that yeah. true? Oh, he's a fucking nonce, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> If you look at Brendan, I've just looked at the image, image results for that age. I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm sure the thing is, Rogers, like for for you lot, there's a kind of there's that level of hatred for him because he was a Liverpool manager, but also there's that funny side because he made Liverpool a bit of a laughing stock while he was in charge of them, right? But he didn't make. Apart from that time, he almost won the league. Yeah, well, well, swan almost, won almost. Won league, but he. Uh, he didn't make himself any fans with Spurs. He had he had a particular bee in his bonnet with Tottenham, Brendan Rodgers, and I, I've, I've I've never and I won't ever forgive him for that. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think it's because I think he must have. We um, spoke to him for a while, and I don't think we offered him terms that were, you know, 
favourable to him. Um, I think we, we undermined his his burgeoning talent, perhaps. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> in London, so we thought he'd fuck it off. But he, he loved it. <laughs> Notice I'm just trying to skirt over that one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he he loved having little poppers, Burzo. He did. Fucking twat. No, he did. He he continually didn't. It? They all seem to come back and bite him in the ass. Hey, that fucking that five. When he remember when they when they scored the third at White Hart Lane and he signalled to the bench. He was like five. It's going to be five. They said, oh bastards. Mm. That game was horrible. Oh, it's horrible. He's now he's managing in a semi-professional league now, so it's yeah. not as if. Do you know what though? We should. <laughs> I always said at the time. Properly. I said at the time, Brendan Rodgers was brought into Liverpool to make half of the population of Merseyside happy, and he did a brilliant job of it. <laughs> it was the wrong half, as far as his employers were concerned, but he did a great job of making Everton fans happy, apart from when we played them. I tell you who's who's not a happy man is uh, is Tony Hibbert. Um, <laughs> he's playing he's, into he's, you lot, doesn't he? Nowadays, or something. Yeah, he's 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 gone completely anti Everton and evil. And he, he, a man that we never heard from for fifteen years is now he won't stop speaking to the press about how much he hates uh, new Everton. There's, 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 there's three things about that story, and I'll start with the most offensive. Okay. The first, <laughs> the first thing is that he mentions his wife quite a lot in that interview, which to me reads as though the missus wants a new car and the male have offered to buy her one if I do an interview. Now, his wife is an angry little redhead <clears throat> who, when she was outside the Green Man pub at Wembley in 2009 and was spotted by Everton fans who were celebrating the fact that she was there, basically snarled them and told them all to fuck off. Um, and then her husband put in the worst performance in an FA Cup final in an Everton shirt. Uh, so maybe he'd heard about her. Um, <clears throat> the second thing, and I was talking to people at the club about this on Saturday, he's talking about people who aren't there anymore. He's talking about David Moyes made it the people's club. Did he shite? David Moyes wanted a closed door. He wouldn't let the official... Um, YouTube channel, the official website, Film Training. Um, and, you know, you see stuff on every club's YouTube channel now with little bits about training and, you know, head tennis and stuff like that. Players having a laugh. Moyes wanted none of that. Moyes planted huge trees at the training facilities so that you couldn't see over the fences, even over the 20-foot-high fences. There's trees higher than that. David Moyes did not make Everton the people's club. He made it an insular club for the players um, I was going to say, it's, it's, those things like that are kind of befitting of a man that's reputedly an entirely boring person. Like yeah. it, you know, the, I'm going to put... <clears throat> the third thing is Tony Hibbert played about 10 games in four years for Everton. Mm. And he carried on getting paid and paid and paid. He's got some lovely fishing rods at home, courtesy of Everton Football Club. He's been on the cover of countless... Um, calf magazines, courtesy yeah. of Everton, on Everton's time. Uh, yeah. It wasn't hand, handled well at all. Someone should have spoken to him. Should, someone should have said, look, Tony, you can't honestly be expecting a new contract, can you, lad? Um, we, we don't need any more. Thanks for your service. You've been a wonderful servant to the club. Good luck in what you do, but basically get the fuck out. Um, and he's still training at the club? He's training at the ground. He's on the same deal as Tony Bell, who is. 
He's allowed to yeah. go in and train in the afternoon, use all the facilities, use the training, like the coaches and stuff there to help him. He's just not part of the first team, so he's not entitled to train with them. I'm not entitled just, to train with the first team. It just worry me how much fitness training you need to sit at, at a lake, though. <laughs> By the way, lads, bit, bit, bit of bit Tony Bellew's got a Everton contract. He's got a de- he's got um, a, a deal with the train uh, with where he can use the training facilities. Lads, you've seen you've that. just had a, an eighteen million pound bid for Yannick Belossi turned down. Just letting okay. you know. Yeah, there you go. Um, which well, I suppose... think of is the heartbeat song now. Uh, could be a decent segue into though, just for <clears> just if we yeah, because we we're on half hour now, so we'll probably yeah. wrap it up in a sec. Um, just in terms of your summer business, who who have you signed? <laughs> This, this, this will be with all your with all your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've signed two goalkeepers. Um, You've signed a Drissa guy, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Well, I guess we've we've. That's a good signing. <laughs> yeah, I love the way you struggle. Especially for the given that. Especially that I mean it's it's underwhelming. I'll give you that much, but he he will come in and do a, a good job for what he needs to do, especially with the fact that Mohamed Bessage has only got one leg. <laughs> yeah. currently. Jesus Christ. Um, Love Mo. Just a guy you know, he'll come in and slot right in there. He yeah, will, I mean, he's probably... He likes him us. also because Mo, we, we love Mo, like, uh, he's... Mo's like, um, we've been watching him, you heard him pre-season, he can only play at one speed, um, <laughs> which is Mo Bessage speed. Uh, the interesting the, 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 the game... What game was it the other day? Espanol. Yeah, um, the Espanol game. This guy seems to be a very, very much box-to-box midfielder. What I mean by that <clears> is he just runs around from box-to-box, uh, throwing his feet in everywhere and giving away penalties within the first five fucking minutes. It's quite good having a player like that, isn't it, in some ways? It's quite nice having a, someone just fucking... He's an upgrade on James McCarthy. Did he... Did he, did he, did he I think he's very similar to James McCarthy, to be honest. I think. Or he can run faster. He can run faster when he's a bit skinnier. <laughs> he's no, been no. alright for you, though, James McCarthy, hasn't he? No. No. <laughs> no. James James McCarthy, when he signed, he had a few games where he looked like he was going to take every game by the scruff of the neck. He was going to be a well beater. And it, it pains me to say it, but I compared him to Stephen Gerrard at the mm-hmm. time. But James McCarthy, whenever there's an whenever there's a game that needs him to take control of it, he never does. He he, he shies away. He goes missing too often. He throws in far too many silly tackles and reckless ones at that. Um, you know, I mean, he was on a booking. I can't remember. It was against last season, and and basically everyone in the whole world was saying, "Take McCarthy off. He's going to get sent yeah. off." Villa won't be old. Stayed on the pitch. Was it Villa? Stayed on the pitch, so. got sent off. Um, I think address a guy. I think he's he's a bit. He's probably a bit quicker than James McCarthy, but he's a lot of Villa fans were saying on Facebook that I saw the other day that basically they mugged us for him. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. His first touch is awful. But the reason his um, interception stats were so high is because they were always after the first touch yeah. that gave it to the opposition. He picked out a few good passes, though, to be fair. Uh, on Saturday, yeah. So if you can do the same on, on this coming Saturday, then happy days. But um, we've signed Martin Stecklenberg, or as quite a few people call him, Mark Stecklenberg. Which Stecklenberg? Someone put fucking Stecklenberg on our site. I like Stecklenberg. Fuck off, <laughs> Mark Stecklenberg. No. Our first choice keeper. Everything will stick to him though. That's what I like to think. Is uh, um. Has Leon Osman gone as yeah, well? He yeah. was in the same boat as Tony Hibbert, except his wife's not quite as angry. And he is on board the league. Yeah. Is he going to carry on playing? He's 35 and he's anyone signed He was him? training with Wigan the last I saw. Yeah, he was training with Wigan. Pienaar's training with... Um... Oh, who's Pienaar training with? Stoke. Have we not sold him to Spurs again, just for a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> He did really well for us in a, in one game <laughs> yeah. away at AC Milan. Uh, he, he played really well on the left wing, and then we gave him back. I think that's all. <laughs> like that's all we've had him for the past four fucking years as well. One game. <laughs> He's, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's summer business has been pretty poor to be honest. And when you when you look at sort of fans' response to it, it's it's sort of understandable the frustration that's coming in now. We we've got a new owner who's a billionaire who promised a hundred million pounds to spend on players. And then we end up with Mark Stecklenberg on uh, for an undisclosed fee, which was probably about two million, and um, just a guy from Villa for seven point one million. And you look at that and you think they they weren't the areas that we were desperate for. And if we're going to buy a goalkeeper, you would have hoped for someone much much better than Mark Mark Martin Stecklenberg. Um, and you look look at who we've got up front. You got Romelu Lukaku, who against Espanyol in every preseason game doesn't look like he's bothered. Um, who could could be going, could be signing the new contract. No one really is any is any the wiser on it. And then we've got Aruna Kone. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> did, did Bali just cheer at the sound of Aruna? I think it, it may a, have been. It's quite a camp cheer as well, actually. Yeah, there was a, it was an, um, yeah, it was not on a cheer to be fairly. That's how he's going to greet Seb on there Saturday. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you, you both. I mean, you sound a bit disheartened, lads, but it's surely it's, it's, it's quite an exciting season coming up. Coomins, Coomins a good bus. Like, it's you know, have, have you been getting much fallout from the Southampton fans act
I mean, I mean, even like one of the things I saw is like people saying, why would Koeman go to Everton from Southampton? Because even in my, and I'm not just saying this to you guys because you're on the show, but it's so clearly still a step up to go to Everton from Southampton. Like yep. there's no question about that. But they they still have this whole like they we have the same with Pochettino when they were saying like why would he make a sideways step I would take it <laughs> if he went to Man United or something but you think well, it's not a sideways step going to Spurs from Southampton is it or, Ab- or Everton or to Everton not no step. not at all to, mate to be honest I, I went on Twitter and normally I'm quite abrasive on Twitter it's probably the words I can I can't use. imagine I can't imagine you really. <laughs> and, uh, when I seen all the Southampton fans with uh, like I, I, I fucking hell, I, I must have three thousand Evertonians that I follow and they, they you know round about the same I follow me and it's it, when we're getting blocked for saying stuff like um, how do you think you're a bigger club? Can you name you know the last trophy you won? Even though ours was fucking twenty years ago, it's we're still the fourth most successful club in the in the English leagues. You know what I mean and. When you're trying to explain it to fucking two toot fucking Jeremy Carl wannabes, it's like, come on, you just it's, it's just listen for a minute, will you? You're talking football here, not fucking fantasy, fucking Final Fantasy Seven or whatever. It's, One of the things that summed it up for me was a tweet to um, a Southampton fan, and it basically said, "How how is moving to Everton a sideways step? We've got more season ticket holders than your ground holds." Yeah, yeah, um, and that that kind of summed it up. Basically, it's you know, Southampton can win the league seven years in a row, and they'd still only get thirty-two thousand people in their ground. It's you know, it, it wouldn't. It it was like Harry Redknapp was talking about uh, Portsmouth when he was there, and he realised he was flogging a dead horse. Eventually, after he'd taken all his brown envelopes, um, <laughs> he basically said, "There's no, there's no hope for us. Even if we won the league, we wouldn't have any more money. We couldn't invest in anything." Um, and Southampton's very similar to that. Whereas Everton are genuinely a bigger club, Spurs are genuinely a bigger club. That's why these managers have moved and enjoyed more success. Pochettino got into the Champions League with Spurs. Whereas didn't couldn't do that with Southampton. I'm hoping Cumin emulates that. You know, yeah. take takes Everton forward. From the amount of arm folding that I've seen on the touchline and the amount of we must do better comments that he comes out with in post match interviews. I'm not sure he believes that it'll happen this season. But hopefully it will. I can see a bit I can be a lot I can see a lot of deadwood being shifted rather about the Christmas air here ready for January to be fair. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're expecting a, a transitional year then just bed in the manager and start building the squad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to win anything this season, I wouldn't imagine. Unless, to be fair, unless... I, don't, I don't want to win anything this season. Well, I do want to win everything this season from a personal point of view. But if it makes us a better team and a team that's challenging for Champions League and league titles in four years, then I'd rather go a year without fucking winning anything. Yeah. Can I, uh... what, would you rather have? what would you rather have? A year of winning everything can become Leicester. And then you got fuck all because all your players piss off to fucking <laughs> unknown places. Or a year of just transition, making sure he gets his job right, getting rid of all the hoodoo that fucking Bobby Brown broke left. And then winning. Bobby, Bobby Brown, bro. 
and, and then winning and getting into Champions League places, winning trophies, winning the FA Cup, winning the League Cup. It's just something we've never done. We've never won the League Cup. No. Do you know what, though, Bolly? I've, I've got to say, Bolly, and I'm going to say this to you in the flesh as well. I think you should have a lot more respect for Belgium's national team manager. Unfuck yourself. <laughs> I love that, that, that video where they're talking about it and uh, in the you've got Lukaku holding his head in his hands. <laughs> that's taking the piss, that. That's what he said, wasn't he? That's yeah, that's taking a, Lukaku, Lukaku with the scoutest he's ever been. That's taking the piss, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's taking Morales with his first squad, though, don't you? Oh, but, mate, this is the thing. Boys, you, did you see? You seen? You must have seen from the outside how much Everton had regressed with Morales not on the pitch. When Morales is a fucking wonderful player, and but Al Bambrose couldn't be asked playing him because he'd fell out with him or whatever, and he was a tit. Um, Do you know what though? Do you know what that did? Not playing Morales actually saved him from being sold to Spurs. Yeah, maybe so. Because it made Spurs so. think actually he must be shit if Martinez won't play him. We won't buy him. Yeah, yeah. So that that that's one good positive. Now you just becoming Roberto Martinez and looking for the positives from every negative. Absolutely. I'm going to give the Spurs lads a bit of a negative though before we go, which is uh, Jan Vertonghen's now going to become a really shit defender. <laughs> You've gone quiet. Uh, I think I'm he's just, gone. No, I'm I'm here. I'm just. Uh... I don't know. I don't know where this is going now. I hadn't even <laughs> contemplated the knock-on no. effects of Roberto Martinez being the fact that half our squad's Belgium. Neither have I. Like, that's suddenly what... Pochettino will just set, stop sending them. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pick up mystery stomach viruses before the international breaks. Yeah. Now. Or become major flavours just before the international breaks. We had fucking Hodgson, didn't we, in charge of England, and half our squad went there as well, so... We had Harry Kane on free kicks and corners. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate him. Can we, uh, push you... yeah. Can we push you for a, uh, a, a, a... what's the fucking word? Prediction. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. We haven't done this for a while. Uh, no, no. I've, got, I've gone 2 2 on the Super 6. No, no. No. I've, 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 I've got to be. Confident that we're not going to concede. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'll fucking stick your brick or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> we scored six the other day and cost Roberto Mancini his job, so um, <laughs> I reckon we'll, uh, we'll have a test <laughs> the, for the you. The shortest ever managerial career ever. Hmm. Uh, Do you know what? I've just realised, yeah. Yes, Last mate. time he's on this, where, 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 wasn't Jack out with his beard? I think that was a few times ago, wasn't it? Yeah, Simon wanted to know why you're not married yet, Jack. Did she been Um, yet? No, no, thankfully not. Um, Just biting my top, just keeping her on her toes, you know. Well, you've got to, you've got to really. Um, I mean, is she, is is it the same bird that you're with? Yeah. yeah. And you said thankfully not that she hasn't been yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, You don't live together yet, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a vision because I had an ear uh, from him for a while. I had a vision that she'd give him a fritzel inside into a fucking radiator in his cellar, and all that was just an outline of where Jack had melted into the floorboards. Maybe got a substantial you, outline. So, yeah. you, uh, you live together, and you're glad you're still together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's like she's, yeah, she's good. 
Hey, this is this is taking yeah, a funny. I've never heard Jack sound this. I one. know, I know. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Enjoy it. it. All right, let's get it. How's the sex life? This is what we we'll push you for it on the podcast so you can listen, so she can listen back and hear you praise her, and we'll all say how nice she is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I think he's making her up. To be honest, <laughs> I don't believe Norman, him. Norman Bates. I'm running around the house in a wig, and uh, <laughs> that's his mum. But still, you know, different. Time. As long as she's not shaped like a fork, mate, then you're laughing. <laughs> All right, let's kill it there. Thanks a lot, lads. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll chat. Look at him running away. We'll chat to you probably if we play you in a car. Keep them on, lads. Keep them on. Keep us on. Love to chat like that. We're gonna we're gonna terrorise Seb on the weekend, so you're out you're off the hook there, Jack. Yeah. Please please record it. Please record it. Definitely. Please take him take him on a night out. He doesn't drink anymore, but just like just drag him along with you. See now I don't drink anymore either. Yeah, we can make oh, him. You two drink. can have a right time together then. <laughs> yeah, and remember it all. <laughs> I don't need drink though. I can testify to. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm pleading the fifth on that. <laughs> Right, lads, it's been, a, been an absolute pleasure, as ever. Oh, cheers, uh, lads. Thanks for inviting the show. No worries, thank you. Thank you, Simon Borley, for probably getting us a load of shit on Twitter from what, what's the social justice warriors. That's the, I think that's the expression, isn't it, for people that actually give a shit about people saying nasty things and stuff. I haven't a clue, mate. Again. Raj, mate, like you're you're a millennial here. You're supposed to. I do you know what? Technically, actually, I th- I think technically, Seb and I count as millennials still. I do. Th- I, I believe. Yeah, we're all in the same generation, yeah, so, aren't we? So, I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with it. I I'm going to be honest. I think I qualify as a millennial a bit more than Seb does. No no offense, Seb. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm a bit cooler. You know? <laughs> don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, like, all those all those chats yeah, over pro evo this summer and then all of a sudden you come out with sorry, something like that sorry, i mean you like, got your blue you got your you got your blue tick to, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. you can laugh at me you know it's just like you know you know stamp when, on my head or like i'm drowning when, uh, on on question time when someone like mugs off an mp and they get a bit of a laugh from the crowd you can see the mp they've got that kind of like yeah all right they've got their little moment in the sun fucking peasant you know and that's it they just they know that their life is just yeah, immeasurably better than that man. It's like, <laughs> yes, all right, the Harlequins had his little joke, you know. Like when <laughs> Reese Mogg or whatever he's called, when someone sort of makes fun of him, you know he just he doesn't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, he's like, well, you know, I'm here and you're there, so gutted. Um, In many ways, Seb is football's Jonathan Reese mogg He is. Was it Jacob? Jacob Reese mogg it's just, mm. Sorry, it's, I, I, if you apologise to him next time you see him. <laughs> he's, uh, he, do you know what the thing about him is though? He's a twat, but there's, there's something about him that I oddly quite like. I don't, even though I'm so opposed to pretty much him and all of his ideals and so on and so forth, something about him is just quite funny and almost endearing in a weird, awful way. Um, he's very he's nearly my local MP. He's. Um, he, not quite because he's in a different constituency, but he's um he's pretty close to it. Endearing, uh, definitely. He's North, North Somerset, which is uh, yeah, I don't know. Should, he, he's a bit Brexit. He's, he's smart enough to take a joke at his own expense. I think that's what I quite like. Yeah, he's a pretty smart guy, but I don't really um agree with oh, he's, uh, he's a cunt. you know. 
He goes on uh, Have I Got News For You and all that sort of business, yeah. doesn't he? Have you seen Have you seen Big Ed Balls is going on Strictly? Is he? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I yeah. fucking hate Ed Balls. Ball. Oh, how can you hate Big Ed Ball? Big Ed. Um, it's just, he's got a very punchable face. That's quite a smug know. man, isn't he? But uh, yeah, it's quite smug. Yeah, he works for Norwich now. Yeah. He? Yep. Yeah, he's uh, he's a uh, I think he's a minority owner or something or a chairman. Uh, yeah, non-executive chairman. I think. Non-executive chairman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, you gobshites. Anyway, we got shit loads of questions. So let's dive straight in. We've got one from Joseph at Dom underscore Carpel, who says, "Who is the one player that you would sign for us in this window?" I mean, to me, Victor Wanyama, and we signed him, so I'm happy with that. Anything more to add, lads? Any players? You're not going to do a jokey one. Uh, like, uh, yeah, Lionel Messi. There we go. Uh, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. I I've got a serious one. I um I, I I think we need a little bit more at the top of the pitch. Not. Uh, you know that kind of supporting line that band of three behind the forward and there's a guy um called uh hakim ziech i think i pronounced that right he plays um plays for 20 in uh in holland um good on and... fifa yeah no well you know what i um the the area division is now on on yeah <laughs> he um the area division is on sky sports now and it was through most of the last season as well if you get the chance to watch him have a look he, he's kind of He's a little bit flimsy and a little bit weak, but he's super talented. I just think that if we're signing, if we're going for players like Enkadi, who kind of fall into the same bracket, because Enkadi is quite diminutive as well. He's not he's not a muscular player. Um, Ziyech would be interesting. Um, I think he's actually going to go to... You'll be interested in this, Jack. I think he's going to Roma. Hey. But he, um, he's... Uh, yeah, he's someone that in five years' time will be um, probably be pretty pretty decent player. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty heavily linked to Corridge as well, haven't we? The so-called new. Yeah, Mark yeah, he's. Yeah. Um, I'm always happy to. I have the old Modric oh, back. God, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take a punt on a diminutive Croatian after Luca. I think we've got a bit. Of yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, he set a precedent there. Um, that's, I would hope we do something else. Just, I think I don't want a big transfer. I just think that a little bit more. I, I, I. I, I just think that beyond that front, that, that three of Lamella, Ericsson and Ali were a little bit like, because I, you know, I, let's not do the Son well, thing again, no, but I yeah. just think something else. On a serious I note mean, though, lads, I think one of the things that, you know, we did say this throughout points of last season, um, and it, it is good that we have some players, because we, we can't just go on the fact that, you know, wow, we had a great year last year, so there's, you know, we don't need to sign anyone, so on and so forth. But I, I think one of the things that is just incredible about our squad and we were genuinely excited about it. we maybe lost sort of slightly towards the end when emotions were running high um but we can actually look at our squad again now and see that yeah you know the the core of our team of our pretty fucking our good squad is fucking good it is it is yeah, yeah, seriously it is. fucking talented and is seriously fucking young Deli Ali, you know he's only just turned 20 yeah, years yeah, old yeah. that's what he was doing last season Man's got fucking years of, you know. Well, so is Dyer, yeah. you know. Dyer's, so is you know, Dyer, you know, Kane, you know, yeah. So does Ericsson. All of these boys yep. do. So you know, Lamella, you know, Lamella's what twenty four now. There's every chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do. I, I genuinely actually don't like the expression "like a new signing," but there's any chance that any of these lads can have an impact that would be similar to signing a new thirty million pound player, as long as they keep improving and. From all the signs that we've seen, there's nothing to say that they won't, because 
Yeah. It's a seriously talented bunch of yeah, and that's the important thing, young players that we have right now. So are you do you, do you not think that I mean I you you're absolutely right. I, I just think that it's still very shallow and there yeah, is yeah. my 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 concern is that you know we lose an Ali or an Ericsson or a Lamella and we are you know with respect to him we're pushing Mason into one of those positions or we're we're pushing Dembele out of position and dropping Tom Carroll in somewhere just, yes and no that I is mean, yeah I mean but the thing is that, that I, it's almost heartening that we're seeing or and this is already like this is you know it, it's only been a couple of years since we've seen like you know, the 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 intake of Carroll, Mason, Bentaleb, Kane um, coming into the team, but we're already seeing Pochettino usher in Winks, Onoma. You know, like more yeah. of it, uh, Marcus Edwards that we spoke about earlier. More and more Cameron Carter Vickers. More and more of these young players. I, I think that's going to be a reoccurring theme. And again, I know we do, we do need to. Shayon Harrison. I, I quite yeah. like him. I I, I think he's. Um... Raw, of course, but he moves really well off the ball. I, I, I uh, yeah, I really like. I really hope he gets some time. We do, we, we do have to be careful with this mentality of ah, oh, the academy are sorted. But at the same time, yeah. like it's so heartening to see that there is this. It's it's not just like well, we got we brought through yeah, as we've seen in the past with Spurs when we brought through like a Livermore or an O'Hara. It's like well, we gave the young players a chance and look, they're not up to it, so fuck it. But it it seems to be that the the, the genuinely is now that willingness to. Keep on, keep on bringing them through, pushing them, giving them a go. If it doesn't work, then slowly they get filtered out, as we've seen with Pritchard, as we you know saw with Livermore, as we surprisingly haven't seen with Carroll. But you know, maybe it's. I think. I think the one. Would the one thing I would say Carroll has that probably no one else in our team in that position has is he still has that ability to almost play those, and I say this very very gently. Modric-esque passes every now and again. No, but I, what I mean by that is those probing, risky forward balls that I don't think yeah. anyone else in our midfield really does, aside for Ericsson every now and again and Lamella from time to time. Um, I think Carroll is one of those more, like, you know, he's a more, he's more grounded central midfielder that just looks to recycle, recycle possession. That's the term now, isn't it? But... As soon as he gets it, you know he he pings it for he, and he is a good passer man, but he doesn't he doesn't do anything else. I mean that's no. the that's the issue, isn't it? You, he's still built like a spotty he, team. He looks like a choir boy, and and that is I mean I I you know like Modric kind of Modric changed our perception forever in that you kind of he was he was the the, the tiny guy that could play in a Premier League environment, but then Modric is Modric. He's special. I mean, and he's double hard as well. Anywhere. Modric. He's small, but he's fucking. He's built like a. Yeah, he's a tough little fucker. Yeah, yeah, he he is low center of gravity. Yeah, he's very hard to knock off the ball. Whereas imagine like you know Tom Carroll coming up against Yaya Toure. I mean, you oh, know Tom Carroll if the wind's a bit strong. <laughs> Tom Carroll against Pogba. Pogba kill Tom Carroll. Literally I just, just want to sort of take him, him aside for a summer and just you know feed him human growth home and mm. by the needle. In a, in a... I just don't think he's ever going to be. I mean, I I think a year ago I thought bit of refinement, bit of the sort of Pochettino voodoo, whatever. You know, he will <laughs> he will be something, but I I just don't think he's ever going to be. The drop off between a Dembele or a Wanyama or a Diet or a Tom Carroll is just too yeah, great. It is, it is. And I, um, I, 
All I mean by saying sad that, because yeah. you know I mean he's, he does have it's not to say shit because yeah. he's not he has a use but he has a use to like Swansea or again Bournemouth or you know maybe even the top of the championship rather than rather than where we hope to be at least as more of a speculative thing as well and this is you know this is again this is just something I'm throwing out there I can't help but feel at least um, what with Tom Carroll being Harry Kane's literal best mate like it, they are apparently literally yeah, best yeah, mates yeah. that there might be an element of you know why would we risk pissing off one of our if not our most important players by mistreating his best mate when there's no real urgency. This is the thing, like, a lot of people, like... Do you mean, like, how every club's lot I never went to, Maxwell followed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 there's no there's no pressing need to actually... Yeah, if Tom Carroll's there and he's happy to perform the role in which he is, and he's not causing any scene, you know, behind the scenes... If he's, he's not happy. Push, exactly, he's not pushing yeah. to leave, he's not doing this... Uh, he's ups- not bent lebbing. No, why you know, upset the apricot? Why just no, keep Harry yeah, Kane yeah. happy? You know, if uh, and yeah, I'm not saying that's the reason. It's just some shit. I've just as long as he doesn't actually go on the pitch, yeah. I think is the rule here. <laughs> like, fine, you know, like if Harry wants, you know, go out for pizza or you know do some kind of, you know, play golf, play golf. Tom Carroll's your man. Need a midfielder. Tom Carroll's not your man. Like Tom Carroll. Yeah, he's there for he he's kind of like a, a flavor flav instead of you know. Leave him alone, you bully. Um, <laughs> so we've had another. Send him to Russia for a few months to send him on the Olympic team, and he'll come back hench. Yeah, and he'll be all right <laughs> to play still. It will just work. It will just happen. Yeah, um, yeah. nothing yeah. will have happened. Nothing untoward. Raphael Harris at Raph Harris underscore asks us, "How will we do in the league considering our heavily reinforced?" considering our heavily reinforced top four rivals. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know, you can look at everyone else around you, but last year, teams around us spent a lot of money. It didn't really do anything for them. I just think we're in a good place, personally. I think we're in a fine position to continue. But I mean, Chelsea got Conte in. They signed a couple of players, but they're still a bit of a mess, in my opinion. Their squad's not great. I think City are a bit... I I think we'll finish above Arsenal. Mate, why? Why do you no, that already? No, so no, no, just... no, 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 no. Because I always at the beginning of every season, I, I say I don't say that. I, I, I really do. I think, um, I think we're better than Arsenal, um, and I think we'll show it. I mean, the thing is, is that like last season, I know that last season is this great memory for us all now. But if you remember, we really didn't start very well, um, and combine sort of where we are now with kind of you know slightly bigger squad, slightly deeper squad and you know second forward and stuff and and I, I just think we'll be emboldened and I think that's what was missing I think that you know if you look back at those two games against Arsenal and I know we don't want to do this already but like if you look back at those the thing that was missing there was the conviction just to go out right we're better than you because we proved it we were in both games we we we, we outplayed them um ish for one and a half of those games let's say and we just didn't kill them off when we had the chance to. And, and and I don't. If we were in those situations again this 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 time around, I think we'd be okay. Um, and over the course of a thirty-eight game season, I think we will as well. I don't think they've done anything, you know, particularly impressive this summer. No reason to believe that they're they're going to be any good. And you know, they um they've got a huge defensive crisis. I mean, they've only got one fit centre back. So yeah, I'm I feel good. And and you're right, like Chelsea, there's they they've all spent a lot of money, but. With the exception of City, I'm not really afraid of anyone. I mean, uh, you, the, 
anything Man United do in the Charity Shield worry anybody? No. Um, you know, Chelsea are still, okay, they've got a new manager, but they're still the same tired old Chelsea full of the same disaffected players. And, um, okay, Liverpool quite good, but are they really, or are they just going to be quite good in certain situations? And, you know, I mean, they're still playing Adam Lallana, for God's sake, so how good can they really be? Um, and Mignolet and, you know, Sarko's still there and Lovren, you know, it's, you know, Klopp kind of airbrushes a lot of the kind of the deficiencies as a lot of these managers have done like you know they're they're they're, they're big names and they're you know they're, they're glittering names but then you know they're still managing quite a flawed set of teams um and we're not a flawed team we're a good team um so i think we can afford to be positive good good question here from oliver abrams um this is just a good one for you actually Roger, i reckon how do you think the end of last season will affect our players if we're in a similar situation this season, I'm, I'm assuming a similar situation. This, yeah, sorry, similar situation this time around. Well, the experience will be good for them because obviously the first time they were ever in that sort of a situation last time around. So you'd expect that they, as well as the manager, would would know how to handle that a bit better. Um, I mean, the only time I was ever really disappointed in them last season, I think, was the Newcastle game um, because that that really did seem like a sort of they they down tools and sort of felt sorry for themselves in a way in which they hadn't been allowed to at any other stage in the season yeah. um, and they still had a job to do they still had a, a place in the league to secure and they failed to do that which is for my money the only failure that, that they had last year um, was that um, and it came fairly catastrophically because you know Newcastle really weren't very good at all. They were they were relegated and they had nothing to play for whatsoever. So um that was an an, an embarrassment and Pochettino's been, you know, a very outspoken in, in saying much the same. And I think he said at one stage that he felt like killing the players after the yeah. game, which was you know, perhaps maybe, you know, uh, his limited English coming through or maybe he was just being very honest and wanted to kill them. I don't think we were we, we were that far off. I mean uh, Seb's been Outside Son's house with night vision goggles for the past. Oh, for God's three. sake! I'm not. I'm not ever going to apologise for this. And I, I, I've taken so much abuse from like, you know, people who who sort of. I, I just there. There is. There's. There's no comeback yet. I. I desp. I look. Go on to Google and search things I've written about Son from back in late 2015. More positive than anyone, and with good reason. But he he hasn't done anything. And he's too talented to, to, to be excused for that. So show up and, and no one will be happier than me to, 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 to be proven wrong. And we obviously know about Seb's anti-son agenda, as I say. Fucking um, hell. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, I'm going to tip off those American customs. Watch out for this one. <laughs> they, they don't need it. Kilo of fucking see. coke in his bag. Detain him. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it on the other side. Um, no, what was I <laughs> <laughs> go to Florida, mate. That's where Pablo Escobar did all his business. Um, no, he's um, had enough of the football, right, mate? That's it, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, um, he's knocked me off course there with his Good. bloody yeah. son eulogy. Um, he hasn't fucking died. I didn't oh. kill him. I just like... you have. You've killed him with your words. No, that's, that's how harsh just... you are. Um, 
the I was on about last season one that yeah you'd expect him to learn for it. You, there's that saying in sport, isn't there, that you've got you've got to lose one to be able to win one, and I think to have gone through that experience, he'll be better off for it. Um, I think that the winning mentality is, is something from last year that they'll need to recreate, and a good start would be helpful because I don't think we've had a, a brilliant start either season. I think they've been sort of halted. I remember. You know, last year Harry Kane didn't score for a few games, and there were a few people wetting their beds about that. But um, it, it's just sort of you know, we'll see what happens. This year's a, a completely different obstacle because there's there's a Champions League involved, and that spreads your resources so much more thinner than the Europa League ever did, and it means that the domestic cups we will take slightly less seriously than we did previously. Um, but that doesn't mean we should we should throw them by any means. I'd actually. If this season ended in sort of a, a top six finish and, and a domestic cup of some sorts, then I'd be extremely pleased with that. Um, it's just, you know, I think they'll be better off for last season. Um, I truly do. And the, and we go back to that Chelsea game in a joking sense. I think in a in a very real sense, they will. we saw the passion and the, the commitment. And I know they're words that sort of Tim Sherwood made very sour, but in in, in a more concentrated um, more sort of you know well-meaning way under Pochettino um, they'll be all the better for it so um, I'm not saying they're going to go and win the league or you know win it with four or five games to spare because that would be uh, irresponsible but if if by some minor miracle we found ourselves in that sort of position again I uh I'd I'd uh, I'd back them to uh, to keep chasing a little bit more. I don't think Harry Kane will be posting pictures of lions to Instagram quite as readily this time around, but um, they'll uh, they'll they'll crack on. Like James Vardy braces. Why has he still got his wrist thing on? Because I swear it's he had uh... branding, isn't it? Now that's the thing. It's his <laughs> it's his global image. It's, it's fucking shit. Um, <laughs> I really hate them. I yeah, I was so happy United beat them. Really was. I really don't like that. I- Ibrahimovic running over uh, Wes Morgan made my day. Wes Morgan went full. Oh, Absolutely oh, smashed him. Where's that been for a year, mate? Like, welcome back. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, just taking him into our warm embrace. Uh, we have had. I uh, just want to do some football ones because we've got a few TV ones. I do want to talk a bit of TV because I'm you know, giving people what they want. Um, we've had one from mainly us. <laughs> Jam Sam Jones, Jam Scones, ninety five. Where's my Euros pod? Up your ass, mate. That's where it is. Um, we know we enjoy your Twitter account handle, but yeah. you can't be throwing around. Yeah, do, do you want us to really sit and talk about losing to Iceland? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Silver at Anthony Silver twenty three asks us, who would you like to bring in as an Ericsson an Ericsson understudy? Um, I guess Hakim Ziyech. Well, yeah. uh, or Mark, Again. do you think it's going to be Mark Edwards? Do you think that's going to be his kind of role coming? Or is he? Is this is this lad the, your new Connor play anchor? No, he's just. I I just think he's he's cheap, he's raw, and he's talented. And I just thought it'd be a smart solution. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a world beater. I just think he it would have been quite clever. But I like to know. feel that that accurately describes me as well. So cheap, yeah. cheap, raw, and talented. Right, yeah. <laughs> cheap and cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's quite annoying that that old saying "Jack of all trades, master of none" is Jack. You know, but yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh well. Um, Joshua Brown asks us, 
because we haven't in any way given you any shit about this already, Seb, was some a Tinder date gone wrong for Seb? <laughs> uh, we'll just leave that one. At that. That's that's quite that's witty. That's oh, witty. This is I'll give that. Brian Slover, another handle that we like, a chat we've we've spoken to quite a lot at the underscore Slover says, and I do quite like this. The year is twenty twenty six. A seniorly and arthritic Seb writes this headline. 2016-17 was a pivotal season for Spurs because... Dot, dot, dot. Ooh, nice. Um, go on, Raj, you're going to enjoy this. The piss take, presumably. Go for it. What? No, it'll be a pivotal year for us because it's our last year at White Hart Lane. I think, oh. I think we've... Um... We've not mentioned that as yet. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing. I can't bring myself to face that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, the only thing that's keeping me cheerful is uh, I want to know which ball boy has to go out and chest the ball when somebody hoofs the cunt out of the fucking corner. That's missing. <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. <laughs> isn't it? There's going to be a big yeah. Old... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so big clearance. They're going to have to buy extra balls for that <laughs> or put a net up because that's a that's a hazard for sort of you know. I bet there'll be like a few like kids who just stand and watch the game through that gap. Some fuckers falling off the side of one of those stands as well, mate. Like, oh yeah, somebody's jumping off you. Yeah. That's uh, that's happening. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be you when you have like your uh, out of body experience oh, again. Mate, that, that was incredible. <laughs> well, mate, to go so, go so out to a to like potential derby winner oh, yeah. doesn't get. I mean, it's good die, because I die before. That awful equaliser that we can see. There you go, mate. Like the worst way is, I mean, you could get eaten by a shark or a crocodile, or you know, you could have some terrible illness. But you know, falling off after in celebration, pretty, pretty good, pretty good as far as it goes. Just get a, a gangrenous toenail or something. That seems. Do you know what? That's, the, that's the, the annoying, crushing reality of how I think I'll probably end up going something like that. Gangrenous just something toenail. Boring, just like, oh yeah, by the way, that that funny pain you've had it's, it's oh, no let's not talk about this actually it's fucking miserable um seb how do you think you're gonna die eh, don't know peacefully in my sleep i guess just nice well the amount of, the amount you sleep it, it does Mate, I, 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 <laughs> I only sleep for about seven hours a night i go to bed early but i go out very early so oh, i'm a morning person i reckon i'll uh i'll have some sort of heart disease that's my guess that's grim okay let's just cool. let's move away from this one like. <laughs> Um, what the fuck? Right, let's uh, we've we've <laughs> lads. There's lots of many other good questions we've had here, but we've kind of spoken about a lot of them over the course of our talking here. So, um, let's just go on to tweet man at Walker O one O four, who says best television you've watched during the summer break. Raj, you you head this one up, mate. Um, I haven't really watched anything to be honest. Um, you not watched Stranger Things yet? Uh, no, I've 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 not. Um, I've not really seen anything whatsoever. I've it's I've watched fun. the night off so far. Oh, um, no, because oh, please tell me you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's you know it's it's HBO at its finest. Honestly, mate, um, Riz Ahmed's performance in that is fucking bang on. Like, yeah, the courtroom scene. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a there's a particular courtroom scene when uh, it doesn't spoil anything when he's pushed into declaring himself as guilty for something that may or may not have happened, um, yeah. and he can't bring himself to say that he's guilty. Just like mm. 
It's, it's interesting as well that the um, the um, the role of um, I can't remember who the actor is, but the old bloke who's with him. Um, it was originally supposed to be played by James Gandolfini, who this was like his pet project. I, no, I um, thought he was going to be the police detective, wasn't he, Gandolfini? Who's the old guy that I'm thinking of? Um, I do know he's fantastic as well. But I think Gandolfini yeah. was supposed oh, let me to be Google the police guy. He's, oh, yeah. uh yeah, um, I can't remember his name either, but he is fucking good. Have you been watching a night of yet, Seb? Not yet, mate. But it's on. It's on. I'm going to uh, go John Totoro. That's yeah, who. Um, yeah. That's who. That's who's going to be John Totoro. Fucking watch it, Seb. Honestly, mate. No, I will it's do, like mate. I um. I I'm going to watch HBO it when it comes on. Oh, really? Well, it's going to be on Sky Atlantic, so I'm going to going to give that a go. But, but um, the other, it's, it's adapted from a BBC series a few years back as well, which I didn't know. Is it? I never knew that. One of those Ruth Rendell type low rent crime dramas. <laughs> the other thing I watched was um, Horace and Pete, the uh, Louis C.K. sort of. I still like a, haven't watched that. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's like a chamber play um, that he essentially sort of bought and played for himself, but it's it's really morbid. It's really slow. It's sort of it's so unique because it's essentially gone through no, you know, the process of getting onto TV. It's completely sort of skipped that out. So it's um it's one man's singular vision and it's it's really good if you if you enjoyed sort of anything Louis C. K. does or his his T V show especially because that was at the best of times that was something that was that towed the line between drama and comedy. And um this does yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, this does it a little more heavily on the drama side, but it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's like ten episodes long, and you can't watch too many of them in a row because it's sort of emotionally draining. But it's um, it's it's really good. I don't want to sound too much of a prick, but it's sort of it's really good to see somebody making art that they would want to make, um, which is you know in this day and age when you see sort of the programs that make it to TV and the fact that we've got fucking. 50 superhero films a summer um oh God, yeah. it's uh it's it's better off that somebody's actually making something that's um that's you know completely different and and, and of its own um which is extremely welcome because uh you know and we don't want too much of the same and too much sanitized nonsense no sanitary towels mate anywhere around there mate. <coughs> no, no 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 birds nonsense mate just blokes um I don't know why. Sh- Charlotte out for the night. I have done because I'm a geezer. All right, geezer. Um, Strange things is 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 good though. Like I mean, there's a lot of hype. There is a hell of a lot of hype, and you would, from the way people are talking about it, you'd think it's kind of you know, in that kind of goat category, which it's not, but it's it's very very good. Um, I mean, this kind of as a pastiche, there's a bit of poltergeist in there. Bit of ET, bit of Alien. Um, there's plenty of things. Bit of the thing. It kind of references a lot of old '80s classics. Um, but it's, it, I don't know. The thing that's quite refreshing about it is it's, it's almost like one of those stories that's relived through the eyes of, through the eyes of babes, as it were. Um, the most of it. But the kid, the the cast they have, the child actors are fucking brilliant. Um, bit nancy. No, no, they are, mate. They're, they're, yeah, it is a bit nancy. It's a bit nancy. But they are fucking brilliant, and like the the kind of the almost like supernatural element to it is this young girl called Eleven, and she has these kind of like kinetic yeah 
hours or whatever. I've read about it and I've read it's supposed to be really good. She's a brilliant character. She's an absolutely Mm. brilliant character. Not, I'm not even saying this in that virtue signally way. Again, it's really refreshing to see like a decent original female character in like an original piece of programming as well. And her kind of having her own voice and having a very clear identity. I think it's very good. It's a very good series. Well oh, you, you know one thing. Have you two read at all the uh, the Vanity Fair um, feature oh, I, that was done on oh, Margot Robbie? God, no, it's so no. bad. Oh, I it's, saw an extract from it. So bad. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. someone's written fan fiction. I, I, I don't understand how that made it through. It's such a large publication. <laughs> made it as wide. It's absolutely. Anyone listening, it's... honestly, Google that shit. Like it's dear, oh dear. This, he, 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 it, lo- it reads as if this man has, like, drooled throughout the interview with Margot Robbie, which is, you know, understandable but highly unprofessional. And then if you think that's bad enough, then you read the way he's written it and it, it genuinely comes across as if, no pun intended, by the way, where he's written it with one hand on his keyboard and one down his pants, just sort of, like, <laughs> sniffing himself. It's it, it's such a leering. He comes off like a complete and utter, like, <laughs> seat sniffer. It's um, it's properly, it's it's one of the most remarkable things I've ever read. The man got absolutely pilloried for it as well, deservedly, and I think that the magazine have sort of distanced themselves from it, and and she's had to answer some very like um, uncomfortable questions about it because obviously she can't she can't do anything about it. She just sat there and was profiled, but. It's just some of the extracts of it. Remember when me and you did that stupid dude, Detective Jack, and it, we, we yeah, like, laid yeah, it on yeah, thick. Yeah, yeah. This makes it look like clean, like good, clean family fun. Yeah. It was, oh, it's, it's dreadful. Gen, it genuinely brilliant. Like, spe- speaking of Margot Robbie and dreadful, though, believe the negative hype on fucking. Have you gone and watched it? Have I you seen to it? Watch it. I... Well, no, because your tweet summed it up perfectly, though, mate. It was the. It was the. So, for example, right? I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't, and I don't ever want to watch Batman versus Super Superman because no. to me, the concept itself is just stupid. It's, it it's just that's stupid. money. It's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah, but this Suicide Squad thing, I don't have any objection to the premise of all the bad guys getting their own film. It's like that's kind of interesting in a way, uh, and so the negative reviews don't affect it because it's like, if anything, as you said, Raj, the morbid curiosity kicks in. But this yeah. film. Honestly, mate, it's worth watching from the perspective of seeing how not to make a film. Like, because the, you you can you can watch a bad film and enjoy it because it's a bad film because yeah, the acting's a bit naff or the effects are a bit naff or the 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 kind of the scripts a bit. So, for example, for me, an example of a good shit film is something like Taken. Like, you know, the, yes. the, the, the script is naff, the acting's not on point. But it's just it's well put together. The pacing's decent, and it's it's kind of just fun. It doesn't try to take itself too seriously. It almost knows it's a bit of a B movie. Whereas this Suicide Squad, it it smacks of one of those films that's like, and like all the kind of like the backlash to it. How the how the director said that you know this is a film for real cinema fans and stuff. It's like yeah, that's what you think, isn't it, mate? But and and that comes through in the thing, but. Ultimately, it is just a poorly written, boring, like it's fucking, like any any filmmaker that can make a film about a load of fucking bad guys blowing shit up, boring, you know it, it is not good at what they do. And it just, it, 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 nothing about it 
is redeeming. Jared Leto's cringeworthy as the Joker. Like the way Harley I absolutely Quinn hate is, Jared Leto. Yeah, I hate that, him. That Mar- Margot Robbie and that, like the Harley Quinn stuff. There's some very, again, not to get all fucking virtue signally about it, but there's some very questionable, like, you know, almost dark elements to it. I, I mean, I get like, you know, people say, oh, she's overly sexualized, so on and so forth, but I don't necessarily think that's outrightly a bad thing. Um, I need a lot more time to clarify my position on that, but please don't do <laughs> as I'm objectifying women. But no, it's too late. Those, like, it's too late. It's over I know, now. I know, but there's a lot... You've of, got history there, mate. There's a lot of really shady bits. Like, there's a weird kind of bit... Like, the filmmaker seems to revel in the fact that, like, she mouths off and men can't control her, so men end up punching her, or men end up saying that, I'll slap that kind of back chat off out of your face. Like, there's a weird scene when... Batman arrests her at the start and he kind of knocks her out and then just kind of like leers over her unconscious body and starts making out with it. It's kind of weird. Like there's really weird sex, dark, sinister sexual elements to kind of like the way they've treated her character. And then there's just a load of other fucking characters that that uh, there's no reason for them to be there. It's like, there's this Australian guy that like, he's a bad guy and he's really, the guy with the boomerang. Yeah. And he chucks a boomerang, but you watch the film and you're like, you know, when a character, like you can watch something back and you're like, if if you took him out, it would have (laughs) no overall impact on the film. (laughs) It's full of characters like that. There is literally one of the characters that's on all of the promotional posters and everything who is dead within about two minutes of the Suicide Squad coming into action. Like, (laughs) it's shit. It's so shit. It is one of the, honestly, one of the worst films I've ever, ever, ever seen. And, oh, my God, please don't judge me too harshly for that point I said earlier about women being sexualized in cinema because I didn't mean it in the way you're going to interpret it and make me out to be a bad person for no, I mean, I understand the point you're making. One of the films I went uh, especially out of my way to go and see was uh, Nicholas Wine in Refn's um, Neon Demon, oh, which is all about. No, I want to see it's all about too. sort of the oversexualization of models and things in in LA and things. Um, it's really I I've all liked all of his films, even Only God Forgives, which had about two lines of dialogue in in English. <laughs> but you know, um, the other film. Uh, that I wanted to, well, there's two films I wanted to quickly mention. One of them is me, uh, my dad and my uncle Chris um, sat down the other night and we, it's, I, I don't want to call it a tradition because it might sort of oversell it, but the past few times that my uncle Chris has come up, it's always ended up being us three up last and we try and find the shittest film we can that's on Sky, but like shit in a funny way. And this time we hit gold because we found The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this film will at once make you want to (laughs) turn away from the screen and and like shield your eyes and turn it off immediately because it's no like what's going on on the screen makes you want to look away from it because it's like grotesque but at the same time i I haven't laughed that much in so long (laughs) jackie i genuinely think you will love it it's like it's one of my favorite bad films ever because because we watched it about sort of like one in the morning and we'd been drinking since midday, so we was, we was quite merry. Um, and we, you know, we were in a good mood and we, we'd been chatting and that. And we sat there and watched it and just either 
all sort of like hiding behind a pillow or howling with laughter. It's it's genuinely brilliant. And it's one of those where you almost think he purposefully made it that way because I was reading about it afterwards just because I was curious and he said that he had three cuts of it, one of which was an out-and-out out sort of gross-out horror, one of one, one of which was a sort of straight, you know, cut-through comedy, and the other one which was sort of halfway in between and obviously he's landed on the halfway in between one. And... If, you, if you're just looking for something pointless to watch before bed or just as a laugh if you've got people around or something and you want to sort of just have a giggle, it's it's genuinely brilliant because it's it's shit in the most remarkable way. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of horror films or anything like that, but I got a massive kick out of it just because it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's an absolute joke. Um, if, if you've seen sort of Knock Knock, the uh, bad Keanu Reeves, spoof film where he's he allows two young girls into his apartment and it's sort of an exploitation film it's along similar lines um but it's equally it's better than that film but equally as bad at the same time eli roth directed knock knock um which probably tells you all you need to know um and the other film isn't he my, reinventing my... himself as like some kind of right wing problematic filmmaker or some shit I believe. is he because he's yeah he's he's sick of the regressive left and the social justice warrior generation and stuff, which, like, I think we all are to an extent, but then there is also that point when you're like, all right, mate, can I calm down a bit, you know? You know when people get really pent up and, like, you know, you got, like, your Milo Yiannopoulos's who, like, you know, have these pre-rehearsed speeches about how, like, the left is responsible for all the ills in society. It's like, yeah, great, because no. the far right are bang on as well, mate, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, like, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Um, he doesn't have a blue you know, tick, though, does he? Ha! <laughs> he doesn't have a Twitter account anymore, mate. I know he's been booted off, hasn't he? Yeah, good. Yeah, he's Do you think that they recycled the blue ticks and you got his? Would that make yeah. it worse for you? Yeah, we need a, we need a, we need a like for like for Milo. Uh, there's this lad yeah. in bar, actually. Yeah. Double barrel surname. Yeah. <laughs> Best mates with Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> Um, the other film was um, Everybody Wants Some, the uh, the film by, uh, forgetting his name now. Linklater. Yeah, Richard Linklater, which is uh, the most fun I've had in a cin- cinema for a very long time. Um, it's just, if you've ever played in any sports team and been involved in any sort of dressing room environment at any stage in your life, then you'll get a kick out of it. If you have got a, a group of lads that are your mates and sort of, you know, you might not be um sort of the best of people at some point but you know you've all got good arts at the bottom of it that's sort of what it's about it's not it's not supposed to be you know about brilliant people or an absolutely excellent you know portrayal of what it is to be a young man but it it captures that sort of that you know between 18 and 21 that that area in which you're in at that point beautifully and even though it's based in the 80s and and sort of you know before I was born I I still enough there for me to have gotten out of it and I really really enjoyed that so um it's been a bit divisive apparently because there's sort of as you say Jack the women characters aren't um given an awful lot to do I think there's only one woman character in the film that's there's only one that's actually given a name the rest are sort of just given girl one girl two which isn't great but at the same time it had been 
it'd have been disingenuous to have made that film and sort of just shoehorned in female characters for the need of it because it's it's sort of it's a, it's an an observational piece about you know young male adolescence um and it captures that um with you know the good and the bad elements of it so um, yeah i think i, really I heard link later on uh on commode and mayo's podcast and he was kind of talking about have you actually been listening to it i thought you were just you <laughs> no i have been listening to it yeah it's, it's all right i mean i like it i don't really like their wittertainment bits when they do all their dad jokes and stuff but when commode is actually talking about films i generally quite like sort of a lot of the stuff he says um i think he kind of he's he's He's, he's not afraid to really kind of say what he thinks, even if a film should be... A prime example being something like Warcraft, which is obviously a crap film. I haven't seen it. But he was like, you know what? To be honest, I quite enjoyed it. I know I know it's probably limited. I know it's this and that. And, but I thought it was quite a decent film for X, Y, Z reason. But uh, he's still a pompous twat, isn't he? Um, Seb, have you watched any films at all? Anything catch you or just more World of Warcraft? Uh, yeah, well, obviously ran through that during the summer, as per tradition. Um, <laughs> I also... Uh, uh, the the five-part OJ documentary was brilliant. Um, oh, the ESPN 30 Yeah, it was kind of like a standalone, wasn't it, rather than part yeah. of a series. But it, if anyone hasn't seen that, do... Um, do Made in time. America. Made in America is, is, is exceptional. Um, on that, I've actually taken the time to kind of rewatch The Sopranos as it happens. Oh, um, good man. I've only watched it through once and, and I kind of, I don't know, I wanted to see the the the, the different layers to it and, um, you know, I, I always go on about the wire but I gave the wire three three times through so I thought I'd be fair um, and I just need a kind of, you know, you know, you know, at the end of the day when you've been working, you don't want something that you have to invest too much in but you want something that's smartly written and I, I just, I'm, I'm, I've been doing an episode of that every other day or so. Um, oh! Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that. it's the girls from Icelandic gear. You know, um, it's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's so that basically, I haven't really seen any films or uh, I watched Sakari the other night and that was toss. Sakari was brilliant. What? No, it's no, it's not. You're having a laugh, Seb. I really, I really don't like it. I, I just think oh, it's mate. it's excellent. I don't understand how they're going to do a sequel without Emily Blunt in it. Um, which is actually she's called Soldat. She's incredible in that film. I she, she, well. I, I, her performance is brilliant. I, but, but I just, um, you know, I just, I, I just thought parts of it were quite muddled. I, yeah, um, I thought the Benicia del Toro stuff was a bit cheesy. I, I just, I, I wasn't convinced. I was, I was quite disappointed by Benicia del Toro because yeah. Benicia del Toro was apparently. Um, uh, he was his like his lines and um, his dialogue for the film was about like. 10 to 50 times more than what he has but he just sort of went if this is the character then he would never speak all this exposition so he essentially cut out like over half of his own dialogue and just didn't refuse to do any exposition which is why some of it's a bit muddled but I thought it was all the better for it Uh, Um, Josh Brolin's fantastic it was the ultimate Josh Brolin character in that film yeah, I, I no, I mean, it, it, some of the individual performances were good, but I just didn't enjoy it that much. I um, did your like, did your whole body not tense up when they're in the traffic jam? Yeah, like, I mean, there there are, there are bits of it. It's 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 fine. I just, I think maybe I just had slightly. I I think maybe my my expectation level was a little bit too high. Possibly, uh, maybe I've been a bit unfair on it. But I I just I I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping. Um, I I thought it's in parts enough. it tried to be a little bit too clever. Um and elements of it were a little bit too predictable as well so but but it's fine i really enjoyed it i think 
anything that Roger Deakins shoots is probably worth oh, watching. Mate, just for... it be, like, as, a, as a pure filmmaking, it's beautifully mm. done. And it, I, I think I, I think it's, uh, you know, as, a, as an art form, great. I just, I, all I wanted was a little bit of entertainment end of the day mm. and um i didn't really get it they're making a the uh the the sequel's called soldado <laughs> really yeah so it's probably Soldier, gonna be yeah, yeah. Yeah. very it expensive be and, uh, hey, 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 hey. it's gonna be i was gonna no, say gonna i'm not very, over it no <laughs> very expensive and very disappointing yeah i got the same um, feeling at the end of sakari even though they're not in any way related as films i got the same feeling at the end of sakari as i did at the end of high rise i just uh, thought right bits of this like very stylish bits that are clever but you you, you i just i i, I actually that, that's not fair at all because i thought high rise is completely vapid um but i um because it <laughs> that's is nothing it, what it's like to be in the upper classes is it Seb? no but it, 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 it just it just <laughs> thinks it, it, it thinks it's so terribly clever with its painfully obvious metaphor and you just think yeah, yeah mate we get it it's this it weird little vignettes all sewn together, isn't it? Yeah. It is, and they're like, and at the end, you just you, the little the little Thatcher Vox pop. You just thought, yes, mate, I got this that, an that hour and a half cringe. ago. That was terrible. The, it was so bit. cringy. It's just like, I, mate, I, I, you, you yeah. don't need to explain it to me. I have an IQ of more than fucking fifty. Thank you. I, you know, I definitely it's... agree with like the the poor and overmilk metaphor. I, I, that was kind of like the supposition in a way, though, wasn't it? Like it's the way the film yeah. was set up and it's what is there to reflect. The thing I did really like about it, though, was just the characterization. I do like Ben yeah. Wheatley's characterization. I love how weird his characters are, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and how yeah. like visceral they are in some ways. Like he, he, he has this very like he has this great habit of like bringing out these. I don't know, almost like uh, very kind of like primitive sides to his characters, like these very like people act on urge and impulse and things like that. And he, he, he I don't know. I, I, I can't, I, I can't say what it's like for, you know, the way he works with characters, but he, he always seems to have this standard setup of like, you know, he presents this normal face of characters. I mean, you, you saw it in down terrace and you mm. see it in kill list somewhat as well. Not so much fielding because it's very different, but he, 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 he has this great habit of like contrasting his characters with themselves, like almost like their, yeah, yeah, their yeah, innerness yeah. and their outerness in the course of one film. Like he'll always set it up like this is their normal face. This is the face they wear every day. And then by the end of it, you just see it unravel. And I do, I do love that, that, that kind of side of things. That he well, brings I, out I, his and he did that well he, in high rise to be fair. I'm yeah. not criticizing that. I mean, cause I think that sort of what really worked there was the kind of the, the juxtaposition of like the sort of the normal domesticity that, existed you know below the sort of the the the, the top floors with the could have done the, without the six form politics yeah, yeah exactly, exactly that it was a bit it was a bit like bit twitter politics isn't it it's yeah. a bit like sort of you know um people with like you know a c at gcse in politics mouthing off in their mid-20s it sounded a bit like that it's just like mate okay cheers thanks for this but you you have not created the body of work you think you have in this that 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 was my I don't know. It, it it just felt quite smug and preachy, even though like bits of it. I thought like Portishead's um, adaption of SOS is brilliant, oh, absolutely strong. brilliant. So haunting, isn't it? Really yeah. strong bit of music that, and um, it, and and you know, certain like little bit little set pieces within the film are great, but I don't know. Just I just thought oh, I I left thinking, oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
And what do we make of while we're on high rise? What do we make of uh, Tom Hiddleston going out with Taylor Swift? Mate, Tom Hiddleston went to my practice. He's school. enjoying it, isn't it? He's he's no, but it's um, it's you, you, you would, though, really, wouldn't you? I mean, you, you... no, 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 no. There's a really interesting theory, which I'm I'm not like a truther at all. Like in terms of conspiracy theories, I'm usually sort of jet fuel doesn't have steel beams. Yeah, that sort of a thing. But <laughs> apparently, like they've had um, the that same. That wasn't me laughing at nine eleven, by the way. Before anyone tries no. to pretend that I, you know, yeah, okay. uh, me neither. Before I go to America on a plane, <laughs> week. Um, the um, no, there's the same paparazzi company have been following them around every time, and apparently they're recreating like um, picturesque shots from like old from films and things like that. So there's a there's a a really strong like internet uh, theory that this is like a really long form art installation and they're not actually together they're just making like an extended music video or something like that like the entire thing's a sham and like people are in on it and they're all doing it like it, it's really it, worth reading it, into because i've stumbled into it and sort of you know when you're flicking through the internet at 4am and you find random shit and you fall down it. holes that you never want to tell anybody else that you've you've spent uh, hours in your life where you should be sleeping no mate i don't know what that's like <laughs> oh mate you've got you've got to try it the, the worst one i ever had is i had like a about two three years ago i had like a um an obsession with watching um like f- fitness videos but not in terms of like you know random women in like are doing eric prids but like um men sort of with like grainy footage sat there going and this is how you do a bar curl but it's like the most random man in the world <laughs> doing it and and then that leads on to sort of you know chiropractic videos which are oddly satisfying because you see people getting bent in all sorts of directions and backs cracking and shit um but yeah that's 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 exciting um but yeah the the one that i had recently was reading about this fan theory that their entire relationship is a is an art project which um the more you read into it the more you sort of convince yourself because it doesn't look real i mean i'm the man's handsome and whatnot and and all that sort of a business but it it doesn't add up entirely mm, no. I I don't oh. care. I mean, I'm not not dismissing the the stuff, Raj. I just you are you not care. a massive Taylor Swift fan? So. No, I don't. I I just there's nothing that interests me less than Seb's relationships. Seb's waiting for his chance to now he knows <laughs> she likes the British the British men. He's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be wooing her with his blue tick now. <laughs> do you get invited into like special rooms or anything now, Seb? Yeah, you, yeah, what you, you know, get with a blue tick? you know, basically, uh, I'm not even lying about this. Um, you, you're, you, you get new settings on your Twitter account, so you can filter out everyone other than other verified accounts. Oh, that is you, that you is, get you get quality you get quality so filter. That's that so, glory. Is so nasty. Um, I've, You've turned I, it on, haven't you? You've definitely turned it on. Definitely yeah, well, turned it on. I gave it an hour, and it was it was it wasn't. <laughs> and nobody spoke to you. No, I just got the occasional <laughs> like. I, I I quite like it when people talk to me. Well, some of the time. I mean, you know, not. I, I tend to get you know some nastiness. Um, but you know, it's kind of it's 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 one of those things where it's it's nice to have the option rather than actually. The ability to use, you know, using the option is is kind of uh, underwhelming. Put it that way. Uh, and that's the only difference, apart from a blue tick. Uh, well, the empowering sense of self righteousness. 
I mean, that's pretty pretty great. Because I I really want to apply for uh, for roller roost. Because can you imagine if we get a blue tick for this? Oh, incredible! <laughs> utterly incredible. I the only problem I'm having is you've got to have you've got to do a 500 character status about yourself to sort of sell yourself, and that's what they evaluate you. What would you mean a status? Like, um, you've got to write like a, a they've give you 500 characters in a box to essentially yeah. explain what characters or words. No characters. Oh so wow! Okay, it's so like. like a- essentially like three tweets so you get three tweets to explain to them why you deserve a blue tick so oh, i don't we know can, we can get that you two are both professional footballers i'm a you know a renowned influencer in the medium of fanta videos <laughs> and, <laughs> you know like we can definitely get isn't tick. that your profession on linkedin it's, yeah banter banter merchant um peddler Ban- of bants banterer basically I think I feel like banter's an old word now. I think we need to have a similarly twee word, something like japes. I think japes yeah. could be a good word. Just no, japes, japes going to come back. Japes. Yeah, japes. That's it. That's with with, with a z. I'm going badinage. Badinage. <laughs> I'm going with this. Well, let's, let's, with the boys. Let's, let's kill this. Let's yeah, kill it's it. like hour and forty five minutes long. We've had loads of chat. Like it's dead. Welcome back to Roll the Roost, everyone. As you, we weren't going to come back with a half-hour special, were we? So, you know, if you are still listening at this point, good. If you're not, you probably voted Brexit, didn't you? And you turned yeah. off after I insulted you. So, don't care, basically. Um, I hope you two enjoy yourselves for the next couple of weeks while I'm not here. I hope it doesn't go down the pond. Oh, mate, you're gonna go on the old bastard You're going to ring one in. You're going to ring one in. Mate, I'm a fucker. I'm going to be up to my waist in Harry Potter World merchandise. So I have I've no got idea no... what you were about to say then, mate. I'm going to no. be honest. I, I, no, was, I was really worried what you were about to say then. Yeah, um, on a family holiday, mate. I'm going wild. No, yeah. mate, I'm, I'm buying wands and cloaks and shit from Harry Potter World. I don't care. I'm going in. Hey, you know, no, they'll, you they'll bounce you straight back to England, Rog. They, they, you, you're, yeah. you're of a certain age now, mate. When there's there's lists for men like you now. Like you do <laughs> mate, I'm no elbow. Like, I'm elbowing and kicking kids out of the way to get into Ollivanders. I don't care. Sorting yeah, that's you, coming. Can you on. imagine those I'll... little kids in like seven foot Rog kicking them out of the way? <laughs> it's happening. I don't right. Care. Look, come on. If you do want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Rule the Roost podcast, other seasons that have come to build us to this point that we're at now what do point? so on Acast or on iTunes or at rtrpod.com follow us on Twitter at rtr underscore pod um, we're going to beat Everton we're going to kick off our season in style we're going to win the fucking league we're going to win the Champions League and send White Hart Lane off to the gods Shining with an echo of glory or some other shit. There we go. Come on, you spurs. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.